my van and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan. And we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season four, episode 19, Late. <laughs> Late. <laughs> Written by Jeff Jeffrey Stepakoff. I'm going to have a lot mm-hmm. to say about that mm-hmm. fact. Um, directed by David Petrarca. Originally aired on April 25th, 2001. Hmm. Okay. Description from Wikipedia. As Gail's delivery date approaches, the women in her life throw a baby shower for her. That's not true. Um, But it is an experience that throws Joey through a loop when she discovers that she might be pregnant. She needs Pacey, but unfortunately he's on a trip with Doug and she can't get in contact with him. While Dawson awaits the awaits the rival arrival of his new siblings. Sorry. That was hard to get. (laughs) While Dawson awaits the arrival of his new sibling, he and Gretchen wonder what their future holds. Meanwhile, Jack faces an unexpected situation when he learns that Toby has fallen victim to a violent crime. Hmm. Okay. Um, My history's mysteries. On April 21st, 2001, the small Kansas town of Hoisington, I'm so sorry if I said that wrong, is hit by an F4 tornado, destroying one third of the city and killing one. (laughs) Whoa. Damn. Damn. Um, April 28, 2001, Soyuz TM-32 lifts off from the Baikonur Cosmodrome, carrying the first space tourist, American Dennis Tito. Wow. I wanted to hate Dennis Tito, but then I read about him and he actually seems like not a complete... I mean, I, I, am f- I am like fundamentally opposed to the existence of billionaires. Uh-huh. Yes. His, but, his. but like he actually seems like not a dick, so... Uh-huh. And he's not related to like General Tito from like Romania or whatever no. or Yugoslavia. <laughs> no, he's not. Nor is he related to Tito Puente. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately for all of us. Uh, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> number one movie, Aaron, is Bridget Jones's Diary. Wow. Which huh. I will tell you means that I was in Maui, Hawaii when this episode aired. Because I definitely saw that movie in Maui. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, were you like skipping school, or was it a spring break? I'll give you the I'll give you the deets. So you know my Uh best friend Jessie, who's basically my sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I've known her since I was two, and she was six months old. Um, Uh her dad used to work at this like Silicon Valley bank. That they like, he like won shit all the time. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, Yeah. So like, we always like we would go to like Oakland A's or San Francisco Giants games and like get to be in box Mm -hmm. seats because her dad like won tickets for his work or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they had won a week long stay at this condo in Maui and like Jesse was allowed to bring a friend. So whenever that happened, it was almost always me that got brought. Uh Um, So I, it was like one of the very few times that my parents let me miss any school um, mm. because Jesse went to a different high school than I did. So I got, and so her spring break was different than ours. So I oh, got to really? take the whole week off. <laughs> yeah. 
Is Aptos not in the same um, school district? No, Aptos is in Pajaro Valley and SoCal is in Santa Cruz. So that's some insider Santa Cruz County shit. Uh Um, (laughs) For the four of you who are known. Yeah. Um, I know there's like at least one. But anyway, so... um, so we were in Maui, Hawaii, um, and also this is the week I will say that Joey Ramone died because he died when we were in Hawaii. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I, I wore my Ramones t-shirt then for a month straight without washing it until my friends told me they were going to stop hanging out with me if I didn't wash it. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's my gutter punk note, notes from a gutter punk. That was me in high school. Thank you very much. So... Um, I was technically grounded because I had been caught with 49 unexcused absences. Um, mm-hmm. And my mother <laughs> grounded the ever loving shit out of me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but because the tickets to this vacation had already been purchased, I was allowed mm-hmm. to go. So Amazing. <laughs> in the, I know, I mean, just like listen to the privilege dripping from me. I'm so sorry, but it was great. <laughs> um <laughs> Although I did have to read both Crime and Punishment and All Quiet on the Western Front when I was in Maui. So it wasn't all fun and games. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, this might surprise you, but my parents took us out of school to go on a vacation all the time. <laughs> my parents were like, spring break is when it's busy. We want to go to a different time. No. My mother... <laughs> My mother allowed me that week and then four other unexcused absences between kindergarten and 12th grade. Yeah. You know how I feel about that, though. I mean, what lesson did that teach you? You already had good grades. It just sounds like it teaches you that attendance was one of the most important things to do. Absolutely. And I went to school very, very sick quite often. And in Mm -hmm. the age of coronavirus, I think that maybe that's not a good choice, but... Mm-hmm. there you have it anyway so i was in maui during this week so i don't know if i watched i don't think i watched this episode live i probably taped it on my um mm. on my little tv in my room yeah anyway number one song this week still janet jackson's all for you a banger continual banger yes. okay at number 14 here are the bangers of the week <laughs> number 14 <laughs> Jaded by Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was rewatching actually the Alicia Silverstone videos of Aerosmith the other day. Oh. Man, those are great. Anyway, they really are. <laughs> great. Uh, number 24, Nelly Furtado's I'm Like a Bird. Yes, I remember that. That yeah. video is so tricky, too. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Uh, for our country fans, uh, at number 32, Brooks and Dunn's Ain't Nothing About You, um, which, you know, look at, I would line dance with any one of you to Ain't Nothing About You. Actually, Boot Scoop Boogie is what I would line dance with you to, but we would we could dance to this one, too. Um, and debuting at number 80, we had Let Me Blow Your Mind by Eve featuring Gwen Stefani. Yes. I like that song. Which I was like, what is that song? And then I listened to it and I was like, oh, I know every word. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Yes, yes, yes. I was when like, Gwen was like doing like the um, featured on songs, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, she was like mm-hmm. also on that Moby song. Yeah. Also debuting at number 81, this is not a highlight. This is a low light. <laughs> <laughs> 
is um, from the album The Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored uh. Water. Limp Biscuits, My Way. Which I would assign the worst of the songs called My Way. <laughs> There's <laughs> much better songs called My Way. Okay. okay. I bet you're right. So, I bet you're right. <laughs> so that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Um, and then, uh, you know, Aaron, we open uh mm-hmm. at the Leary's. Yeah, once again Dawson and Gretchen hanging out. But they're on the couch. Movie. Yeah. So like, do you think that Mission Gale made them not be in Dawson's room? Like they're like, at this point we think you might be having uh. sex. So like <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to be in the your room. I mean, I hadn't considered that. That's too generous to Mission mm. Gale, but maybe, mm. maybe. Yeah. Um, I think they're just sitting there for this scene that happens. <laughs> Absolutely, because M- Mitch is complaining that Gail's taking too long to get dressed. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Dawson just... says, it's taking a long time because there's a whole lot more of her to dress. Yeah. Yeah, then they're just like body shaming her. Mm-hmm. Thank God Gretchen's there because she's like, I know. What the fuck? Like, don't. <laughs> talk about a pregnant woman like that fuck off you know right <laughs> and then mitch yeah <laughs> is like oh i've never seen such a hot woman with a 65 inch waist and listen let's not fat shame people there are people I with know. 65 inch waists that are fucking hot as hell so don't yeah, even come on. it's really dark to watch and mm. then classically gail yells it's right re- i'm ready it's time and she's in labor. <laughs> right. And and I will say that we learned that she's two weeks overdue, which is how mm-hmm. you can tell that this episode is in 2001, because in 2021, if she was two weeks overdue, she would be in the hospital being induced. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't let you go two I, weeks. I mean, yeah, it's wild. If you Especially hit two weeks overdue, like now a, they induce labor. All, like She's always. like a... a geriatric pregnancy too they'd be monitoring her so much this episode doesn't make sense for a lot of reasons do you know what i got called on twitter today aaron a geriatric millennial a geriatric millennial what the fuck is that Uh, that's some bullshit (laughs) whatever i'm irate i'm irate (laughs) do not oh my god yeah i saw that phrase like moving around the social (laughs) media today i was like whatever (laughs) generation catalano and don't you fucking forget it okay (laughs) (laughs) so yeah they're all like trying to help gail like get to the hospital like they're pushing her out the door and like like a slapstick routine that like yeah like you know yeah you're like okay we're back into that comedy part of this dramedy or whatever right and like like, gail's like where's my lip balm where's my yeah and like and then, Mitch is freaking out and like Dawson and Gretchen's super stoked and Dawson's like stunned but excited like he's like oh my god it's happening right and Gretchen is like so stoked she's like yeah. just like so stoked for him stoked. it's kind of cute I will say Gail does ask for birthing music and Mitch says that he has oh, yeah. Enya, John Tesh and Kenny G I know. and the, the fact that Gail doesn't divorce him on the spot I- it means that they really are in love I mean, truly. <laughs> and like, um, is that what she listened to when she gave um, birth to Dawson? That's kind of what I was wondering. I mean, do you, it might I, say a lot about Dawson. 
I will say I actually do know the music that I was born to, um, which is pa- Packle Bell's Canon D, which my mother tells me every time she hears it. So um, okay. I, I do know that. Uh, not Enya John Tesh or Kenny G, because my mother has some fucking taste. Um, <laughs> I'm not listening to shit talking on Enya right now. Okay, but 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 John Tesh and Kenny G, I can shit talk. Please, I can handle that. Yes, please. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> all right. That's those are the boundaries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <sighs> yeah, my mom had an emergency C-section. Like she, yeah. it was like well, she had really twins. fast. So. Yeah, yeah, but it was scheduled for the morning, and they're like, nope, right now, nope, right now. <laughs> you might uh, die so your poor mom yeah. oh my god your poor mom yeah oh sue <laughs> buy a yeah. drink next time i see you <laughs> <clears throat> so the credits roll after that and then we're at the hospital and the doctor is like it's a it's a woman doctor so shout out um she's like you're having braxton hicks and mm-hmm. it's it's not labor you're not dilated it's not happening and like again like julia's saying she's two weeks <laughs> overdue <laughs> And she's like, and she's just like, I'm a little bit nervous because of your age. And like, you know, if this, if it, if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't move along, like we're going to have to induce and, and you might have to have a C-section and like, like what do you, I I just imagine she would be held for monitoring, but what do I know? The fact that, the fact that Mitch and Dawson are shocked to hear this, like I was like, are you, Gail too, like, right. It's the weirdest storytelling ever. And like the way Gail, she freaks out at the the mention of a C-section. You're like, right. no, the goal is to have a healthy baby. So like, I don't understand what's happening here. Right. Because like, I, there's this part of me that's like, it's a teen show. I get that they weren't going to spend like an exorbitant amount of time on Gail's pregnancy and like the ins yeah. and outs of what it might look like. Like, I, okay, I can, yeah. I, I get it. Got but it, like, the fact that like, Gail's ostensibly in her 40s and is mm-hmm. like pregnant like mm-hmm. so she that's a geriatric pregnancy uh, uh-huh. unlike a geriatric millennial that is an actual thing that doctors call it <laughs> yes uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and so like this is what I was saying is that it's like it is so clear that this is like not in 2021 because like the fact that like the doctors like the the baby might not even come for days and i'm like they would induce labor immediately yeah the baby could die like oh my god this would be induced okay. i mean the doctor to her credit the doctor does said if it doesn't happen in the next few days we will induce and we're yeah, prepared yeah, yeah. to do a c section if possible Yes or, yes. or if needed, not if possible. If needed. Like, yeah. Gail's unhappy about that, but the doctor's like, you know what? We're not there yet. So just, like, relax. Like, you know. And she's like, you know, you can try talking to the baby if you <laughs> want it to come faster. You want it to come. And Which I've like, never heard that nope. legend. Have you heard nope. that? Nope. Okay. Nope. She's nope. like, have you thought of a name? And it's just like, what is this storytelling? This is so wild. Okay. And yeah, you know, I kind of mentioned at the beginning that like Jeff Stepakoff, I was a little hesitant about the fact that he wrote this episode. Um, I will say, and I'm going to say, I'm going to come back to this time and again through this episode. I don't know mm -hmm. why this episode was written by a man. I think that that's, uh, uh, I know. 
I think it's I know. apparent, and I think that I yes, oof, it's hard. It's hard. Anyway, <laughs> it's a bad look. It's a bad look. Yes. So the doctor's like, "All right, let me write you a prescription," <laughs> and she hands a piece of paper to Gail, and Gail reads it, and it's like, "Name the baby." I mean, like, okay, like, uh, whatever. Just okay, go with lady. it. We don't, we don't need to spend time on this stupid mm. storyline. Okay. So and, we're gonna and she's go like, over. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to dinner with my husband, and I suggest you do the same. Like, okay, lady. It's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it is. So we go over to the tutoring center again. We mm, haven't been mm, here in episodes. In a while. I. I remember being like, oh, yeah, this storyline. Totally forgot about this. Okay. They're bringing it back. Okay. Here we are. And the same student is there, Will, the black student that Jack Mm -hmm. helped, like, episodes and episodes ago. Uh And he's, like, kind of complaining about the assignment. And Toby's there. And he's trying to help Will. And, like, he's kind of looking around, like, where's Jack? But also, like, trying to help Will, like, explain what heroes are. (laughs) Well, because Will's, like, this story doesn't have a hero because, like, all the characters have problems. And Toby says, most heroes have a problem they can't overcome. (laughs) And right as he says that, Jack walks in and Toby Uh says, like, habitual tardiness. Yeah. So Jack's late. Yeah. Is that the where the name of the episode comes from? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's the only instance of lateness in this whole yeah. episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Jack and Toby then kind of like flirt bicker about traffic. Yeah. Is that what yeah. happens? Yeah. It's like a flirt Kind bicker? of. Yeah. yeah. They're like yeah. trying to like change this storyline into being some storyline for jack whatever just it's it's fine fine. whatever and will's like hey stop that um can i need your help so i can pass fourth grade yeah and it's like (laughs) yeah cuts them off at the knees yeah so we go then straight to joey who's on the porch at the bnb calling pacey Mm -hmm. i want to say joey calls him her beau which like yeah strikes me as wrong because like yes. i think that like sometime after this aired and i mean that in years not days like we started using that term un like in an ironic kind of way huh. but we were not calling boyfriends bows in 2001 oh definitely my mom would use that as a joke is that your bow Right, your that mom was, would we, use definitely, that as a joke. we definitely like that was what your parents would say. So it's right. obvious who wrote this episode is what I mean. Right. Your parents wrote uh, this someone episode. my parents' age. Yeah, uh, exactly. A geriatric boomer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm yeah, just dragging so boomers Bessie, into this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Bessie comes out and is just like, "Girl, you're being neurotic as fuck. Like, why yeah. are you being like Peyton's just out of town for the weekend? Let yeah. him be out of town. You know, yeah. like just calm down. He's gonna be and back. And Joey, Joey's like super weirded out. She can't yeah. get a hold of Pacey. Yeah. And we find out he's on a a fishing trip with Doug. Right. And and Bessie like brings her into the B and B and is like check this out. I found this like adorable onesie and I had to get it for Gail. Like, come help me wrap it. And Joey just looks sick and yeah. like turns around and like leaves the house. Like she's like, she's yeah. Like, she's like, I'm going to Pacey's. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, Bessie's just like, you're wild girl. 
I mean, so, did you think at the time, did you understand? I feel like I can't remember if at the time I knew exactly what was happening at this point. But like when I was watching it this time, I was like, it's clear <laughs> what's going on. I mean, on. it's hard to, re- I definitely knew what was happening, but it's hard to remember if it was in the preview or not. Like mm-hmm. the preview, like the next sure. week on, you know. Yeah. And plus, this is the way storytelling is and was, where it's like, she fucked. She's going to have a pregnancy scare. Yeah. It's something's like, got to happen. Something bad has to happen yeah. because she had sex with someone and she that's was why, madly in love like, with. Like the first time you have sex, even if you're on the pill, use a condom, use everything, you're like, that's it. I'm pregnant. That, yeah. That's what happens. And like, you're like counting down the days till your period comes. And even, I don't know, it's such a fucking joke. Again, um, we were the generation of being scared well when we had yeah. sex for the first time yeah yeah so you can't even like you're so scared you, there's no way you could ever like focus on enjoying it you know right, right, right. yeah no <laughs> women don't get to have pleasure Aaron. okay <laughs> i don't know what yeah. planet you're living yeah. on yeah so we go over to gretchen making fun of dawson for her making something up called a baby naming party <laughs> mm-hmm. and listen they're at gretchen's house and like gretchen's like you people love to invent invent rituals what by which i interpret her as saying straight which rich white people love to invent rituals and to that i say <laughs> absolutely you're correct gretchen yeah yeah, yeah. As evidenced by the shit. fact that people who like have gender reveal parties keep like killing each other and or <laughs> lighting huge fires in California. Yeah. Seriously, that shit's S- wild. Stop it's doing so that weird. shit, man. That's so weird. I know. <laughs> That's like a made up shit. That's so yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah. I never Yeah. Anyways. So anyways. He's like, Yeah, but you're you're free, right? You know, and she's like, Yeah, I'm free tomorrow, but the next day I'm not. Um I'm ta- and he's like, what? And she's like, I'm taking the train to Boston for an interview at Cambridge Magazine mm. <laughs> as a and as an assistant lifestyles editor. Yeah, <laughs> like and she's like, like girl, look, like look, Dawson, they're pay- thinking of paying me to go to concerts, <laughs> museums, and restaurants. Okay, here's my question for you, Aaron Hensley. How disappointed are like 95 percent of people who go into magazine writing? <laughs> When yep. they get those jobs and then they're not anything like they saw on TV. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how disappointed are young people when they're like, oh, you don't just apply for a job you really want and they just call you back even though you have no experience <laughs> and like nothing. <laughs> Touche. It's so wild. She's like, I just applied to it. They love my application. They're super mm. stoked. Yeah, and, like oh my god, and like Gr- Dawson looks like peaked at this point. He's kind yeah. of like oh lord, and like it's Gretchen like, kind of for a second seems like completely oblivious to the fact that this might affect him in some way. Yeah, I know it's really weird. It's like weird. out of character for Gretchen to be Agreed. honest. Yeah, Agreed. and Dawson's like he's trying to pretend to be like excited. He's like whoa, and she's like whoa, explain yourself. She and says it's like, speak good- your subtext, boy, which is maybe yeah, my yeah. favorite line of the episode (laughs) yeah and it's cool because like she is like no don't lie to me like just tell me what you feel like let's talk about this you know yeah and he's and he's like well I didn't know you were applying for jobs and and she's like I you know I was hoping you'd be psyched for me and he's uh-huh. like, well, I mean, I am like, that's an incredible yeah. job and you would be fucking great at it. And Gretchen's like, OK, but like now this like tacit issue that's been floating between us about the fact that you're leaving, like that things are ending, you yeah. know, 
it becomes like concrete. And yeah. Like, I do want to give the show like a bit of credit here because like it's not just Pacey and Joey dealing with this problem. Right? Like, yeah. Jack no, and Jen have dealt with this. this problem. Right, right, right. Yeah, they've no. decided they're going together. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was so, just like, this is awesome to see like like a way in which a witter, like similar to Pacey, is like, let's just talk about it. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's get it all yeah. on the table. And then the way Dawson responds is like he you see him, he's kind of like changed and he's like being more honest with his feelings and upfront, mm-hmm. you know, and he and versus Joey, who just will want to lie and push it up under the you know, under the bridge or under the rug rather. Right, because it's like, but that's my thing, right? Is like Pacey and Joey have been dealing with this issue for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. We've kind of had these hints all season long that they're like, that's the issue that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And then Jack and Jen in the last episode, like we got confirmation that like these two people are going to the same place. They're just trying yeah. to figure out where that place is going to be. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. But they've like so they've and they're they've like dealt with this issue about it and communicating with it about it. Yeah, right. Because they've dealt with this issue. the The way mm-hmm. that they've dealt with it is saying like we're going to be together. So like mm-hmm. dealt with the issue. And now Gretchen and Dawson are de- are dealing with the issue. And I think like I I do actually think like this is so like uh, the end of high school. Like this is the yeah. issue you deal with is the fact that like. You are either going somewhere or not going somewhere. And that means that, like, your friend groups are breaking up, that, like, people you love are going somewhere else, or you're going somewhere else and leaving people you love behind. All that stuff. Like, that's all true. I know. I mean, this is the way we felt at the time. Yeah. um, You know, when we watched this, obviously. And it's just, like, it's. I like watching this pot. Like I like, I think that's why Dawson and Gretchen, you like their relationship because mm-hmm. it's like such a, like a healthy communicate, like communication wise, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like Gretchen's like, fine, you know, let's just talk about it. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, ha- let's just get it on the table. And Dawson's like, yeah, I mean, there's like potentially going to be a continent between us and like, right. you know, and, and Gretchen's like, well, would you consider a long distance relationship? And Dawson's like, yeah, I mean, like, they don't always work out, like, the track record, but, like, obviously there's always an exception to a rule, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, and then Gretchen points out the obvious, which is, like, you wish this is what Joey and Pacey had been talking about. Gretchen's Absolutely. like, well, we could just go somewhere together. Right, and Dawson says, like, how could I ask you to come to California? Yeah. Because he's like, obviously, my plans are Obviously, aren't you're going to come with my. I know, that's kind of the way I felt. I was like, whoa, that's a bold statement. Yeah. Like, you're obviously going to come. I'm going. And then totally. Gretchen Gretchen's does like, know that. She's like, or you could come to Boston. You she know? says, how could I ask you to come to Boston? <laughs> like, she's like, I mean, how the turntables, yeah. Dawson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you know. And he's kind of like, what's going on here? Well, Last week, like, we were like, yeah, it throws Dawson like that. That yeah. statement like throws Dawson for a loop. The fact that she's like, or you could just come to Boston. It's support like, my dream. Yeah, throws him for a loop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he doesn't know how to take it because no one's ever asked him to compromise his life, <laughs> right? You know? and, she, and like, like you were and saying, she like, does is like she's yeah. like, or he's like, you know, we were declaring our love for each other last week, but now it sounds like we're breaking up. And, like, there's a part of me that's like, okay, <laughs> this isn't a breakup. Like, you're just having a conversation. 
but Gretchen's I mean, like, you know, is putting it on the table that like, well, what is happening next? Right. You know, are you, would you consider long distance if we're not going to go together? Like it kind of is to a certain extent, like a potential breakup and like, I mean, you know, it's potentially going down the, the trail towards a breakup, but like this conversation itself is not a breakup. Come on. And like Gretchen's yeah, but it like could be going there. I feel like Dawson's right to think that. Like sometimes you start a conversation that's just innocuous and it could end up in people breaking up, you know? Oh, 100%. especially when you're talking about future, you know, it could be going sure. along that path. Um sure. you know, and, and Gretchen's like, just look, it's this is the reality of the situation. Like right. so since she kind of turns and is a little bit evasive. Cause she well no, cause she's like, You're going to LA, I'm going to Boston, like you know, this is not hard. And Gretchen, like, then does, like, yeah, then you're right. She does, like, get evasive. She changes the yeah. subject. So she's like, uh, you know, right now, the only thing that we need to worry about is this, like, dinner with the man I love by candlelight. Like, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like okay. them together. I do. I mean, they're definitely cute. I like their, they're like, they have the healthiest relationship on the show right now, you know? So, sure. I mean, there's only two, but, um, sure. Yeah. It's good to watch them and to just see Dawson, like kind of become a better person. Totally. So <laughs> we go back to the tutoring. <laughs> and, yeah. And like Toby, like compliments Jack on how good he is at that. And like kind of ribs him a little more about his like late tardiness yeah and then jack's like and toby like go i'm always go late home. yeah yeah like i'll stay late i'll stay until will's mom comes and toby's like are you sure like you know how to lock up and everything and jack's like get the fuck out of here like i can do it i don't want to listen to you <laughs> give me a hard time anymore <laughs> like just go totally and so then we follow toby outside <laughs> do you want to hear my he, note like, walks <laughs> do you want to uh -huh. hear my note Oh, God, I forgot this story was in this episode. <laughs> Here we are. Okay, continue. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. So we've, yeah, because once you follow Toby, you're like, oh, shit. I was like, okay, oh, this shit. That's this right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I forgot. It's like, why would we be following Toby? Yeah. Right. And like this sketchy music starts playing, like uh -huh. ominous music. Uh-huh. And he walks out and it's dark out and he goes and stands at a bus stop and there's yeah. this like, you know, just typical white serial killer looking dude there. And like Toby's like uncomfortable and he's like, hey, the bus is taking a while. And he like kind of smiles at this guy. Yeah. And then also, like the scene wait. goes dark. Yeah. Cause huh? he's in a, he's in a Thundercat shirt, which like endears oh, okay. me to Toby. I just need yeah, to say yeah. that before we get into the darkness uh -huh. of this, this part, mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, is he wearing a Thundercat shirt? Oh yeah. Right. That's why I love Toby. Cause he's like a fucking nerd. Um, I know. <laughs> and so, yeah, he sees this guy and he like kind of just is like, oh, it's cold tonight, isn't it? Like he j he's just like trying to be nice, you know, and he's just like making a little bit of small talk with a dude who like they locked eyes at some point. <laughs> yeah. She's like they're standing at the bus together and the, the scene just ends at that. But, you know, something fucked up happens because of the music and the darkness. Yeah, you see the guy kind of, like, lock eyes with someone else and stand up. Mm -hmm. And, like, that that is just, like, so threatening and ominous. Um, mm -hmm. And so you know, like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. But we just cut from that scene. Like, we're like, yeah. okay, that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. 
Um, and we cut to, to Joey. Joey walking up to Gretchen's house, and she's like, "I'm sorry for being here so late." Like, you know, and 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 Gretchen's like, "It's cool." Dawson just left, and I'm like, "That's yeah. kind of weird, aren't they friends all now?" But whatever. whatever. And Joey's like, "I just need to talk to Pacey. When is the fishing trip ending? Like, when is he going to be home?" Uh-huh. And Gretchen's, Gretchen's like, like, "I do not. Know. I don't know when he's coming back." Yeah. And Joey's like, that's not like him. That doesn't make any sense. Right. And then Gretchen just snapped. And she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. All this fucking lying. It's so stupid. I, I don't uh-huh. want to do this. Uh-huh. And it's the worst thing for everyone. Yeah. And, and Joey's, Joey's like, just like, okay, so he's not fishing, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> since you're having a meltdown about this. <laughs> and, like, Gretchen's like, you know, look. And she tells him, Pacey got arrested for public drunkenness. When Joey mm-hmm. was when like Joey was in New York and Doug got the charges dropped, but like he took Pacey camping to try to talk some sense into him. Mm-hmm. And Joey's like super stunned by this. Yeah. And then Gretchen's like, look, like, just like be here for a second that like everyone is talking about their future, but like Pacey doesn't really isn't involved in this conversation yeah exactly yeah and like you know she's like and she's such a good sister she's like you we just all have to put everything aside that we're doing and make pacey's life easier like we need to make space for the person who's struggling right now and like he's in a she says he's in a lot of pain Mm. and like we need to help him yeah she's like don't put any extra pressure on him can you do that? And Joey, who's like now has tears in her eyes is like, Mm -hmm. can I get in touch with him? (laughs) And Gretchen's like, you're, how can you be so selfish? That doesn't make any sense. And Joey finally admits it. She's like, I'm late. late. And then she gives this bitch face to Gretchen like see bitch I was like whoa 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 I called it a season one Joey look (laughs) (laughs) it's so fucked up it's like it's a season one Joey look it is pissed yeah it's so fucked up Gretchen immediately is like okay like yes that is the one time you can be selfish but Gretchen the way Joey is like see bitch you know and it's like she didn't fucking know that like come on yeah that I mean that's I, I like you saying that because like my note was that Katie Holmes's face goes on this journey where like she goes from like she's cons- I think she is genuinely concerned for Pacey Right. But then also is like, but I'm going through something <laughs> like he no, is a that's part what I of mean this. Is like, I think just after the last episode of like Michelle Williams, phenomenal acting, seeing right. Joe, like Katie Holmes in this episode, she just like, I don't it's get out of same. her what I got last episode. Sure. And like, to me, of course, she's like fucking scared. She wants to talk to her boyfriend. She doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know what to right. do. But like, you don't see it on her face. All you see is like, see, girl, you're why do you call me selfish? you're stupid and it's like she called you selfish because she didn't have all the data and given what she did know you are being selfish she's like trying to stand up for her brother your boyfriend who you've been shitty to for the past couple weeks right but then Gretchen apologizes when she learns yeah and like obviously face again she gets and Gretchen's like, again. you know, well, did you confirm it? And Joey's like, no, yeah, like, I just need to fucking talk to my boyfriend. Can you so like mm-hmm. if you can tell him if he calls that I need to talk to him, like, 
Yeah. And and Gretchen's like, of course, like, of course I will. And then she, you know, Gretchen tries to offer some like solace and or advice and is like, yeah, if you need to take it, like you need to take a test. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah. You need to find out what's going on here. And Joey walks away and is like, you know, I'm fine. I can handle it. And there's a part of me that just wishes she ran to Jen. I know. It's just hard to see, like, in this episode, like, people kind of bend over backwards for her. And she just is like, no. And you're like, what is going on? I mean, it's wild. I give Joey more space than you do. Because, like, my thing is, like, Joey's had suffered a lot of shit. And so I get why she doesn't go running to people. But there's, but I, it's not that I don't desire her running to people. I just wish she had gone to Jen and been like, can I, hey, Jen, my friend who I just, like, went through some shit with. Can yeah. I, like, can you, I took no, on I totally some of agree. your shit. Can you take on some of mine? <laughs> like, I need your help. We're friends mm-hmm. now. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. they still haven't talked about her and Pacey having sex. Like, we haven't seen her and Jen have that conversation, you know? Totally. And it's like, we don't even see them really together on screen this whole episode, you know? No. And it, it's just really hard to watch, you know? Yeah. And again, sucks. it's like, so it feels so similar to like, like you're saying, like just like a man wrote this episode, like people are trying to help her and she just is like, no, I can no. do this on my own. And like, you know, and, and it, it, it is hard to watch. Um, and I just have like a few questions in general, like she's not on the pill. So like, you know, how regular would your period be necessarily when you're like, you know, in high school, like it's like to know like how late you really are to be freaking out in the way that she is. Not to say, like I said, you get so fucking scared. (laughs) Like you're scared you're pregnant like the whole time you're having sex. (laughs) Absolutely. um, Like when you're in high school. (laughs) Absolutely. So like, I totally understand her fear. I just mean like this whole, like I'm late. I know what that means. It just like doesn't really make sense to me um, in terms of the way the female body works at that age. Totally, totally. And like, I I think you're totally right. I think Gretchen's totally right. Like, okay, if you think Mm -hmm. you're pregnant, you need to take a pregnancy test. You think pregnant, you need to take a test. You have to take a test. And like, and Gretchen says like, cause she's a great sister-in-law to Joey. Like Mm -hmm. I'm here, come back here anytime. If you need me, like, you know, she's just kind of, very much there and then i mean and then as we have discussed like joey and jen have just been through this thing Uh, i would be surprised if jen had never had an experience kind of like this you know where she she talks about having her first pregnancy scare and then getting on the pill when she like confessed her like quote sins to dawson right so like my thing is like you know, I'm like, you have someone to go to that's not Pacey, you know, and mm-hmm. and that's not related to Pacey and that's yeah. not related to Dawson. Like you, you have do. you do yeah. actually have someone to go to. I mean, that's my absolutely that's no, the it's... problem I have with the storytelling of not just this episode, but the whole show where whole like show. Joey totally, never gets to lean on Jen. Mm-hmm. And I, I mm-hmm. find that actually very fucking hard to believe. Yeah, like she only is comfortable leaning on Dawson and like he's like um withholds that from her he's hit or miss yeah he's hit or miss yeah Mm -hmm. so so we we go go to Gail's the next day (laughs) to like an elaborate ass party with I'm sorry just the bleakest guest list for Gail (laughs) okay I mean I'm with you with the bleakest guest list I was I hear where your head's at. My head's at the fact that Gail, nine months and and plus, nine months plus Uh pregnant, is carrying her food out of the house, like 
serving people. With like stares and everything. <laughs> I mean, so everything. wild. And, and Gail's Gramps like, sees and Jen, Jen Grams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they walk up and Grant. Mm-hmm. She's like, "I said no gifts." And Grams like, "Come on, we're not going to show up empty-handed." Like, whatever. And okay, Grams wait, wait, is wait. like, "Her." Grams gives a Grams speech about yeah, how not bringing yeah. a gift <laughs> is like asking the sun not to shine or the birds not to sing. <laughs> And I just like, yeah. want to give a quick shout out to Mary Beth Peel, who takes this absolutely asinine dialogue and like I makes know. it something that's not makes unbearable. It, it's phenomenal. Her like, <laughs> God, her and Michelle Williams, there's everything. I mean, what a fucking team. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we like hear Gail's oven timer goes off. Uh-huh. And she like passes this plate of food to Jen. Look, this is how this goes. She passes a plate of food to Jen. She goes into the house. She passes Dawson. Uh He's coming out of the house carrying nothing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And And here's where I I would have murdered every male in the proximity of me. But Gail. But Dawson's like. (laughs) Dawson's like, you know, she won't let me help. Because like Jen. Because Jen, a fucking mensch. If there yeah, ever yeah. was one or whatever the Jewish, the Yiddish word for mensch is for a woman, I'm going to call her a mensch. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Some one of our Jewish listeners, please correct me on my Yiddish. Um, but um, <laughs> what is a female mensch? Um, please tell me. I, I'm actually dying to know. <laughs> and Dawson's like, she's not interested. She's not interested in like not being the hostess. She's cooking. She's cleaning. We cannot get her to stop. Yeah. He's like, if you want someone to do your laundry, she's your girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Gretchen comes up and like Mm -hmm. her and Dawson are kind of cute. Like he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I went to the bookstore and I looked up that magazine. Like, you know, he's like actually being super supportive. It's really thoughtful. And she like admits that she's like nervous because the only interview she's had was with Gail. (laughs) Why is her resume... (laughs) so desirable to this <laughs> hiring manager at the magazine then uh, here's do you want to know the logic that i went through because like i had the same question and then i was like <laughs> here's my logical explanation her father is the chief of police so she's had uh-huh. other jobs she just has uh-huh. not had other interviews I mean, I definitely understood that. Like, I knew that part or like she maybe had done some internships at her school or something uh-huh, like that, uh-huh, you uh-huh, know, that like her uh-huh. teacher recommended her for. But yeah, I know. I totally was like that interview with Gail wasn't even an interview. She just dropped no. off her resume and like said, no, I'm planning on staying for a while. And then <laughs> yeah. Gail's like, you're hired. OK, so you're it was like hardly an interview. either, Right. Because like uh, the interview that I just had for the job that I just took on, like uh-huh. literally I started two weeks ago. Um uh, it was the first interview I've had since I was 22 because I've been offered right. any jobs, every job that I've had since then. Yeah, no, that, so, that's super common. But she, I don't know, whatever. Right. It's just like a hilarious storytelling of like, yeah, she's got this amazing like, I'm with you. I'm with job. you. But I, Not like, I was like, okay, let me rationalize this. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, this is how it happens for white people. Duh. Okay. Okay. I mean, it, 100%. It is. 100%. So, yeah, it's like, okay. So then Bessie and Joey walk up and Joey, Be- Gretchen says to Joey, like, how are things going? And Bessie comes up and she's like, can you tell her stop to be a neurotic girlfriend? Like, she just needs to calm down. She's so clingy. Right. <laughs> and like- then 
Gail comes up and hugs Joey and she's like, I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah. And Joey looks at Gail's belly and she's stunned. <laughs> she's uh, yeah, she has like a moment. Yeah, she's like, yeah. oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> so Gail then, like, you know, Gail Joey's just like you know, oh, I've never been better. I'm good. Cause Gail's like asked how she is. Um, after she says she hasn't seen her in a, a million years. And then Grams immediately kicks the man out of the shower, which is my yeah. favorite thing. And Gail's yeah, like, it's oh, come on. Like, we're not traditional. We're not you can traditional. stay. <laughs> and then Mitchell and then fucking Mitch Leary gets wild. Mitchell She's fucking wild. Leary says the line let's get out of here before the vagina monologue start okay i have two things are you ready for my Mm. two things Mm -hmm. first of all that's a stupid fucking joke i know it's it's been a stupid fucking joke since the vagina monologues became a thing in the like early to mid 90s like i didn't even look it up but like i know eve ensler wrote it at some point um I've seen it multiple times. <laughs> uh, it, it's a stupid joke. Don't make a joke that like, oh, yeah. women in their vagina monologues. Or Number like, why t- are you uncomfortable hearing about vaginas? Fuck off, mm-hmm. Mitch. Like, whatever. Number two. One time <laughs> we stole a vagina monologue sign from our college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at 2 a.m. <laughs> Um, and hung it in Aaron Hensley's dorm room because we thought it was funny. Um, but Aaron, <laughs> so um, I was, of course, the getaway driver. And we shoved Aaron Hensley out of the car to try to grab this sign. And it was bolted so hard to do the thing that it was bolted to that her boyfriend at the time had to come help her. Yeah, we like had gone to Taco Bell. I remember that. Uh, Yeah, we had gone to Taco Bell right before Taco Bell used to close at three, and so we had gone right before it closed. And and then you stole the vagina monologue sign, and and um, your boyfriend at the time had to help you. I'm not going to say his name, but your boyfriend at the time had to help you. And um, I drove the getaway Volvo in that uh, scenario. I remember that. Yeah, I do remember. I kept it in my dorm i thought we, we put had it, it for somewhere, a long time whatever no it was in your dorm in freshman dorm. year you don't remember it it was in your dorm for a little while at least okay yeah okay. anyway anyways so jack walks in mm. to the tutoring room mm-hmm. and it's total chaos and he it's goes to <laughs> will the student and he's like where's toby and will's like i don't fucking know and then that's it and so we know some shit went down Right. And, and so I'm, we go I'm back pretty to the sh- shower. Yeah. So yeah. I'm pretty sure at this point we're supposed to get the Joan Baez cover of Bob Dylan's classic song, Forever Young, which if you're, if you're a TV person, that is the theme song to the TV show Parenthood. Uh-huh. Written by, of course, Jason Kadams, who... You know, Aaron knows if she sa- says his name, I'll watch whatever show she's trying to get. Yeah, watch. exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, just to say, Joan Baez means a, a tremendous amount to me. My mom used to play her um, when I was a kid. Um, and when I used to go to the Iraq War protests in uh, 2002, 2003 in San Francisco, she played at a couple of them, I remember, that I went to. Mm-hmm. 
anyway, Joan Baez, um, cover of Forever Young. And we go back to the shower where Grams is doing some witchy shit to Gail's stomach. I know. I love it. She's like <laughs> swinging a needle from a thread. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like Gretchen's like, oh, my God, it's moving. And I'm just like, this is when I was like, this is a bleak guest list. Like, where's Aunt Gwen? I know she hates Mitch, but where's like Andy Gail. Gail has no friends. Yeah. Zero friends. Yeah. You know, it's like her uh-huh. son's girlfriend, her uh-huh. neighbor, uh-huh. her. I mean, I guess like, you know, obviously Joey and Bessie would be there, but that's it. It's so sad. Anyways. Agreed. Okay. Bessie's stunned too at this witchery. I love it. Bessie, <laughs> it's like, you know, Bessie's a witchy too. So it's kind Bessie's of Bessie's witchy. Yeah. She, yeah. And Gail, she's like, so what is it? Is it a boy or a girl? And then Graham's whispers, it's just what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of cute. Like this little like chosen family. They've extended family. They've got the totally as much as I'm talking shit on the, the, the bleakness of it. For Gail. I'll take it. I'll take it. Because Bessie's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go first. And I want to like give you the name Sophie, which means wise. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she says it's what they were going to name Alexander if he was a girl. Um, mm-hmm. just an FYI for all of you out there, I was going to be named Salvatore if I was a boy, just in case you were questioning whether or not I was from an Italian family. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be named Andrew mm-hmm. if I, if my brother was a boy and I was a boy, that was the second choice name. Okay. And so- if my brother was a girl, he would have been Aaron and I would, and I was a girl, I would have been Brooke. Aaron and Brooke. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um so then Bessie gives Gail the name Satchel for a boy and Bessie like <laughs> he plays baseball like Bodie swore Mitch would love it and I'm like girl he didn't just play baseball that was Satchel yeah. Page Yeah 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 possibly the greatest pitcher that ever lived but we will never know because of the way that they kept score of the Negro Leagues Back then, mm. by the way, if you are in or near Kansas City at any point, go to the Negro League Hall of Fame. I cannot wait to get there at some point. Um, but like, we don't know. Basically, th- the existence of Satchel Page means that we do not know who the best pitcher of all time is because it seems like it might be Satchel Page, but because mm-hmm. the we were on different stats, um, right? Because. Yeah. racism <laughs> but because of racism we will never know please read or watch anything you can about satchel page what an amazing baseball player he was oh my god he played for 50 years oh my god wow and That's he wild. used to have his his outfield i'm sorry his infield sit down behind him just sit down and he would strike out the side like, he would decide that, like, okay, I'm going to strike out the side, and he would have the whole infield sit behind him. What a fucking boss. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. So we go to so, – so so we kind of start cutting between, like, this – the ladies. The boys' shower <laughs> and the women's shower. And Mitch and Gail are sitting at a treehouse that we've Mitch never Dawson, seen. Yeah. But we're supposed mm-hmm. to, yeah, sorry, Mitch and Dawson. That I guess we're supposed to assume was Dawson's treehouse, even mm-hmm. though we've never seen it. But never. that's the way Dawson's mm-hmm. works. And he passes, Mitch passes Dawson a cigar that Mr. Kasdan gave him, mm-hmm. which is and, hilarious. And Mitch promised that they'd like do it together, but he didn't promise that they would like light the cigars. 
So it's like, like such a Clinton callback. I didn't inhale. <laughs> it's like, shut up. Oh my God. That's funny. I didn't even think of that. I was thinking more like back, back then, like to get a teenager to smoke on screen was like such a thing. I, so mm-hmm. I, I just listened to, <laughs> sorry, it's just snorted the OC <laughs> podcast. Do you know, uh-huh. like the, it's called welcome to the OC yeah, yeah. bitch. And it's with Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark, who played, of course, mm-hmm. Summer Robertson, Julie Cooper. And um, they said that there's a scene in the OC where Ryan smokes and, like, gives a cigarette yeah. to Marissa. And, like, that basically, like, the amount of, like, rigmarole that standards and practices, like, made the show go through to uh, just show Ryan smoking one time yeah, um, was, like, bananas. So, like, I think that's why this is, like... Uh, we're not gonna light it but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i'm 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 here for like let's not like promote smoking as a person who um is addicted to nicotine and (laughs) smoked for a very long time um i you know like thank you don't don't like Mm -hmm. don't do it but um Mm -hmm. but also like it's kind of funny then how shows get around (laughs) it (laughs) yeah yeah, so they're bonding. It's kind of uh-huh. cute a little bit, but and then it gets weird. And Mitch is like, I wonder if we can't settle on a name because, like, we don't really want to deal what's going to happen, like, mm-hmm. next. Like, our life is totally going to change. Like, having mm-hmm. a newborn is fucking hell. <laughs> and, like, Dawson's and- like, no, that's not true. And And Mitch is like... No, it's fucked up. And a man doesn't love a baby at first. They they love the idea of the baby. What the fuck? And you're like, <laughs> okay. Mitch okay. is like, unless you have a breast, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, first of all, Mitch, and here's, again, I mean, just again to reiterate, this is why I think this show should not have been written by a man. Because I'm like, Mitch, girl, even if you had a breast, it's not like a fucking cakewalk. <laughs> yeah i think he's more talking about the instant bonding but yeah i hear you um, but i'm like you know like women don't always instantly bond either yeah, you know like true. let's Definitely. fucking end this shitty ass narrative that makes women yes. feel terrible about themselves yeah when they, don't, they inst- don't bond yeah right, if they're not like um yeah, and he <laughs> so then he's like starts telling Dawson's like, but you that changes, right? Like mm. he Dawson kind of gets a little bit scared, you know. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Mitch is like, yeah, I mean, like you know, once you're like super tired and you're reaching for that diaper to change it, and then your kid says, "Dad," that's when you get it, and you're just so like, like two years so in, like two years in, like what the. <laughs> And oh Mitch is like, God. you know, you feel your heart expand in this way you never know possible. You love this person so much that you actually ache. And I was like, huh, I feel like you love them a lot sooner than when they can call you dad. Yeah, that like, like, it's this sweet moment of like describing like a sure. father's love. But like, the the premise is like yeah but the first two years you're like eh, i don't have a tit so i don't know about this like new roommate you know mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. so weird and dawson does kind of like point out like a very valid statement he's sure. like well maybe the reason why you are waiting for a name is because you want to like meet the kid first you want to give it a proper name like you want to know mm-hmm. them um <laughs> and like mitch looks at him like stunned like you're a smart kid <laughs> 
Right. And, and I mean, like, my thing is just, like, I just hate the narrative that, like, a mom's love immediately comes and a dad's mm-hmm. takes time to warm up. Like, yeah. I think that everyone's different and women get to have complicated feelings about motherhood even when they are mothers. Like, you're allowed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And then Jen, we go to Jen, who speaks for all millennials when she says that if she had a girl, she'd want the name to be Emma. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, also, she's like, or if it's a boy, Jackson, which I think is also, like, a pretty popular name right mm-hmm. now, too. She's like, she says after it's Jackson like, Pollock. Who made a beautiful mess. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And Gretchen, who is me, uh uh, for a boy's name, I would say Kurt for Kurt Donald Cobain. Girl, (laughs) I hear I'm hearing you and loving you. Uh huh. And then like the girl's name is Isabella. Isabella from that story we heard on Pacey's birthday. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then Gramps is like, oh. You know, the most beautiful flower there is, a rose. Mm. And then she's like, oh, hey. and for a boy, it's... Huh. I was just going to say, um, you know what my middle name is? I do. Mm-hmm. It, you know it why goes. it is? <laughs> the same <laughs> Because that was reason. your parents' cat's name? No. <laughs> no, that, no, no, no. That cat came afterwards. Um, I know, uh, I know. But no, I, I'm Julia Rose because... Um, my mother's favorite flower is the rose. So I, I understand Graham's here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, for a boy, Thomas. And like kind of gives Jen this look. And we're like, oh, yeah, Thomas Culpepper. Oh, the man with the most beautiful blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, And she's like, for someone I knew long, long ago. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we go back to the treehouse where Mitch or Dawson tells Mitch that like Gretchen's probably going to get a job in Boston. And he's like, you know, yeah. It's I, it's like, really I, sweet to see him like opening up. Like on the other hand, I wish he had like he would talk to Jack about this or Pacey about this. You know, yeah, like we yeah. don't see enough like real friendship. You know, but on the other mm-hmm. hand, it, it Dawson does like take space and he he talks to people about advice and he's been doing that this season at least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and because he's, he's like, like you know. It's not like it was expecting weird, her to though. move out. This whole out. narrative is weird. She has a fucking interview, okay? Right. And he's like, she's going to take a job in Boston. It's like, what? Okay. Anyways, right. just go with it. Yeah. Because he's like, you know, I, I wasn't expecting her to move to California. And, like, I'm really happy for her that she has this, like, interview in Boston for a job. And, and it's like, this is where I give him space where he's kind of like, I think she's going to get this job because she's awesome. Yeah, yeah, right? totally. And Mitch kind of reminds him, like, look, Dawson, like, you know, a few years ago, your mom and I got a divorce and now look where we are. Exactly. Uh, And then he says, like, you just have to follow your own path. Who knows what will happen? And then. And then it comes. What the fuck? This beautiful moment. And like Uh this kind of growth for Dawson, too. And Mitch is like, look at you, Joey. I mean, just... uh can we not can we just fucking stop this yeah what happened to the billion dollar kids depakov come on totally i mean i guess what's bothering me um and has bothered me for 20 years now Mm -hmm. is that 
and I'm just barely starting to put my finger on it, is that such there's this better way to tell this story, which mm-hmm. is that Joey and Dawson part ways, like mm-hmm. don't have this weirdo hold over each other that I think mm-hmm. is fucking exhausting for the audience, right? Like, yeah, let her have her moment with Pacey. Let Dawson have his moment don't with let Gretchen. Dawson it, yeah. Let like, them move completely on. His, totally. Like, I, we like like the audience likes this relationship Dawson and Gretchen it's Absolutely. really interesting to watch Absolutely. it's actually like a compelling relationship to have like they're mm-hmm. in love but it's not like this super intense like mm-hmm. crazy like love like you know the Pacey and Joey situation like you're my everything you know yeah and so it, it it's this healthier relationship to see and like they have good communication it's super compelling and they're talking about their future like in this really like not like like abstract way of like yeah i'm gonna graduate college and then buy a house and then have a kid they're like what's gonna happen like three months from now you know like these really concrete like short-term futures and it's super interesting to watch and they keep having to pivot back to like what about Dawson and Joey and it's like you know what we don't fucking care about that we don't fucking care that's boring it's boring we've been watching that for four seasons now fucking boring you're Mm -hmm. better than this we're smarter than this don't treat the audience like this Totally, because I think that the ownership that Dawson and Joey feels feel for each other at this point is like it just feels gross. Like you're yeah. like Joey's been with Pacey for like almost an entire year. Yes. Like why I, I don't care what Dawson feels about her, and if Dawson is still having these feelings about her, that's his own fucking shit. But he's in it's a relationship like you with Gretchen that like- I find compelling. Yeah. I know it's like you, it's fine to like check in and with his feelings like once in a while, but every episode we have to be reminded of like we have to Dawson have and Joey. It's like mm-hmm. I don't fucking care. I don't care. There was nothing special about them to begin with romantically. Right, right. So and it, it I don't makes me hate care. them. It makes me hate yeah. them when they're in contact with each other because I'm like, oh my god, get away from this. Yes. And like. I think that, like, so then we go back to this shower where Joey's, like, uh-huh. telling Gret- telling um Gail, I'm sorry, not Gretchen, I, I was up all mm-hmm. night and I couldn't think of a name, but I brought you this. It, it embodies everything a name should be. And she's like, you know, it used to belong to Dawson. And she hands Gail this, the old necklace that, like, Dawson gave her at the beginning of season three that he wore. Mm-hmm. For the first two seasons. For the first two seasons, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Gail, like, thanks, Joey. And Gretchen keeps giving her these, like, meaningful looks because, of course, Gretchen knows what's, like, really going on with Joey. Really? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and Gail's like, you know, I have a ton to think about now, guys. Like, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Jen's like, I mean, at least you're not giving birth in the middle of a hurricane, which, like, good callback. I like that callback. <laughs> it's really sweet that jen is like propping up bessie too mm-hmm. like bessie's a fucking boss she did that like they barely ever interact but like jen's just such a good person yeah jen's amazing because bessie's like i mean yeah that sucked but it like wasn't as bad as how our mom gave birth to joey and gail <laughs> says that lillian was an amazing woman and then bessie's like dude she was in labor for like 34 hours it's just like i know when my friends tell me these stories i'm just like i i don't Mm -hmm. even understand let me bring you lasagna because like that's what i know how to do 
Yeah, yeah, um, it's and wild. Like, yeah, she. So I guess and Lillian Jen's started like, well, calling what? out. Sorry. Yeah. What made her? Yeah. Jen's just like, well, what finally made her helped her make her grand entrance? And mm-hmm. Bessie's like, oh, she just started calling out her name, Josephine, Josephine, and then she appeared. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. That's very it's whatever. Nice. I don't. Yeah, it's but, but Bessie it's a, says it's she like w- it's nice when you get these stories about Lillian because you mm-hmm. it, you know you it's a good like reminder, but then. Joey gets uncomfortable and she like excuses herself and like, mm-hmm. you know, like the other people think that she's uncomfortable because it's a story about her mom, you mm-hmm. know, but it's, Correct we know as the audience that she's uncomfortable yeah. because of something else. And Bessie goes after her. Like she kind of yeah. watch Bessie follow her. And then we go to Jack who like knocks on this door and Toby who's inside the door tells him to go away. He has the flu mm-hmm. And Jack's, Jack's like, like well, I've, I had the flu. I've already had the flu. I had yeah. it. So I'm fine. And Toby's like, no, I don't want to answer the door. Like whatever. And Jack's like, come on, like pressures him. And finally mm-hmm. he does, he comes to the door and he's like, got a black eye and he's on crutches. And he has and a Jack's split like, lip. What yeah. The- yeah. What the fuck happened? Mm-hmm. And Toby's like, oh, just some, you know, drug addicts wanted to get. Yeah. yeah you know, mm-hmm. and Jack's like, did you did you go to the cops? <laughs> and uh, Toby's like, no. And it's interesting. Yeah. That's kind of like what, what what happened with Andy, where Jen, mm-hmm. Joey's like, you got to go to the cops, and it, it's like, you know, no. um, it's hard, right? And and Toby's like, you know, what am I going to tell him? I frightened some people, so they beat me up. Like I, w- you know, whatever. And uh, there's a part of me that wishes we got a little more of this story. Like, cause there's a part of me that's like, how fascinating. Toby's a queer kid who cannot go to the cops because cops don't care that like mm-hmm. gay people get beaten up. Yeah. I'll, I mean, you know, show me like, that show. I'll watch that show. Yeah. Where's that episode? Yeah. And it's like, you know, part of the reason why we're like, let's defund the police is because right. like how many crimes are like actually quote solved or like quote prevented by the yeah. police with all do, these billions of dollars you know right do the police um, actually so is that help like a, queer kids who get yeah because they're queer do you think I, that I mean, like maybe if we experience. had like larger yeah it's like maybe if we invested more in like education and like you know yeah. safe space like safety measures and stuff like mm-hmm. that we wouldn't um but anyways <laughs> so we go back to the baby shower where bessie then takes joey aside and it's like like what's going on man like you're obsessed with finding pacey you can't even look at gail and then she says if i didn't know you weren't having sex and joey just like looks away super nervous <laughs> and bessie's like oh and shit are you- yeah she's like fuck and she just flat out asked like are you pregnant yeah and joey's like i'm not gonna have this conversation with you yeah <laughs> and like i feel like i understand joey but you're also like come on girl like what are you doing you yeah know? who like, are you gonna, gonna talk to, to if not your a- sister yeah yeah like you know at some point you're gonna have to talk to her about this obviously mm-hmm. uh, and bessie and- like to her credit to her credit, yeah. she does not react as she did the last time this yeah, topic yeah, yeah. came up. And is like, you know, if something's wrong, you're going to need me. I know. You know, and and like... And Joey just turns on her. 
Yeah, I mean, I I hear the tone in your voice. I feel a little like, yeah, if you had gone through what Joey went through when she got condoms and was like trying to be responsible, like I would fucking turn Mm -hmm. on Bessie too. Yeah. Yeah, it's just hard how much Joey looks down on Bessie's life. This isn't the first time we've seen her be judgmental of the choices Bessie's made in her life. And that's her fucking sister who actually is happy and, you know, and 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 cares for her and is like the person who puts a fucking roof over her head. Yeah. Yeah. Like that aside, though, it's just like. Bessie likes her life. So why is Joey so judgmental of that? You know, it's like just because it's not the life like I think this is like speaks to like a broader problem we have in America. Just because you wouldn't want someone's life doesn't mean you that's a fucked up life. You know, if that person's happy, God bless them, you know, and like this is like a problem. And and watching Joey be like this to like someone who is happy in her life is like it's really hard to watch like in 2021. I hear you. I I do. But also, I think in certain ways, Bessie's hard on her life in the same way, right? Like, I think that there are some ways in which Bessie understands how her life is judged and Mm -hmm. is like, yeah, I get it. I get that you're judging me in this way. And like, I'm with you that like, I wish that we weren't judging anyone. I think actually Bessie has like Mm -hmm. kind of a fucking great life. Um, yeah you know like because she even says it to joey in this scene you know mm-hmm. she's like what you think you're better than me like <laughs> look I at mean, you you're just like me you're just like mom but and joey's like my life's different and bessie's like yeah right at least i have someone who can take care of himself someone who's like a, mm-hmm. stepping up as a father you know totally. so it's just kind of like you know, she calls her out, like, what are you trying to say about my life? Like, you know, Bodie's a fucking dad to you. He's a good father. Totally. And like, there's this, I mean, like, yet again, may I scream it from the goddamn rooftops that I wish that we got more Bodie. And the fact that like, this like, cobbled together family that like, has been through so much with a a black father, and Mm -hmm. poor, a poor mother who is the sister to this teenager. You know, mm-hmm. and like they managed to make themselves a family. I mean, God, I will watch that show to the fucking end of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and so, I will once again say, like, I wish that I wish that we got more Bodhi, um, because I yeah, think he's fascinating, um, and mm-hmm. I think that this family is fascinating. I will also that- say that I wish to God we had a Potter sister spinoff, because I think that Joey and Bessie are so complicated, and like. The roles they're supposed to play in this are so complicated. And I I really give Joey actually a fuck ton of slack because like she's she's the sister that goes to college. And in this narrative that we're being fed, like that means she doesn't get to have sex because like, right, no, totally. Sh- and like Bessie is always pushing her to be the one who gets out and do all this stuff. Like they definitely fulfill different roles within right. their family structure, you know, Absolutely, um, and they're. But it's hard because, like, on the one hand, like, Bessie is doing that because that's what Joey wants to do with her life. She's putting her in that role because that's what Joey says she wants to do with her life. And even Mm -hmm. though Bessie's living the life she wants, Joey still puts her down and judges her for that, you know? But I think Bessie judges herself, too. Like, I think Bessie judges... mm -hmm. I think Bessie takes it on a little bit, too. I I agree Mm -hmm. with you that Joey does it, but I think Bessie does it, too. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think, like, because they get into this really hurtful fight where, like, Bessie's like, you're just like mom and me. And then Joey's Mm -hmm. like, no, my life's going to be different. 
Mm-hmm. And like, and Bessie says, yeah, because I have someone who takes care of our family. Do you? And like, again, like show me Bodie at all fucking times. And like Joey's yeah. sobbing at this point, right? Like by the time they get to this part of the fight, yeah. Joey's just sobbing. And then we hear Gail yell that she like needs a yeah. jacket because she's in labor, in real labor. <laughs> so it's just like this total mess of a scene. And like, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I would just like, I would kill for more time with the Potter sisters because I think they're fascinating. And I think this like mm-hmm. push pull between like, Joey being like, I want more. I want to go to college. I want to like, kind of like, I, I I don't mean this, but I, but like level up. I think in Joey's mm-hmm. mind, that's what she thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't actually think of it as a level up. I think it's just like one thing you can do out of a bajillion things yeah. you can do. Um, <sighs> it's hard to watch, man. It's hard to watch and it's interesting and it's, it, 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 I think I think there's so such complicated like relationships between like these two sisters, but also mm-hmm. this sister that is like kind of taken on the role of mother in this relationship. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's fascinating. Yeah. Totally. I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, but it's just I don't know, you know how I feel. Joey's just been getting on my nerves for the past like <laughs> half dozen episodes and sure. this one it's hard, you know? Like sure. it, it's just like it's problematic to me to watch the quote Lee, the quote strong woman be so mean to other women. And it's just like, I, it's hard to watch that, you know? uh, Yeah. Like, Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. You're trying, you're in this situation where what you actually need is people to fucking have your back. You're scared. You might be pregnant. You don't know where fuck your boyfriend is. You don't know what fuck you're doing. You need someone who's been pregnant. You need people in your life Mm -hmm. to help you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's hard to be like, oh, but Joey, she's the strong one. This is what we're told. This narrative. She's a strong one. Like that. See, whenever she says something to Bessie, that's what strong women do. It's like, what the fuck? See, she stood up to Drew. She said strong ass woman shit. Don't fuck with that guy. You mm-hmm. put your boyfriend down to fuck with him. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like this storytelling is so hard to watch, you know? And no, like this whole episode is just like her constantly putting other women down when like this is like this time in which like <laughs> you need people in your life. Like, come on. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. But I do have a lot of empathy for how painful and hard it is to be pregnant at you know 17 definitely so we go to the hospital where dawson's like damn girl i'm fucking impressed that you got that party to clean out so fast mom Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she's like give me drugs i'm ready for drugs drugs. (laughs) it's like a really short scene yeah it's a short scene where like she gets taken into a room and everyone's like, okay i guess this is happening We go over to Gail who or Jack who comes up to Jen and she's like crocheting outside mm-hmm. and she's like, what's up? And he's like, I'm just wandering. And yeah. Jen's like, oh, well, what's going on? What's on your mind? And he's like, I'm, I'm thinking about Toby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jen's like, ooh, he loves you. Yeah. you know? And Jack's like, no, honestly, girl, like, I think he got like beat up being attacked because he's gay. Yeah. like, And he Jen's got- like, yeah, he's on crutches. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I went to his house and he's on crutches and he's like, you know, he says he got robbed. 
But like, mm-hmm. if he got robbed, he'd report it. But he's not reporting it. And like, you know, he just wants like Jen, Jack's kind of like, if I got robbed, I'd be furious. But he just like wants to be left alone. And mm-hmm. Jack, so first of all, Jen is super empathetic, believes Jack off yeah, the yeah, bat, yeah. like no questions yeah. asked. And Jack's yeah. like, you know, like I tried to talk to him. He didn't want my help. But like, it's weird because he was like so gung ho about like queer rights when we met mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like now he's kind of like backing down from that and jack's like jen's like you know well, like help him like how can you help him and yeah jack's like you know he doesn't want my help and jen's like whoa no 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 no. what would you do if that happened to me right and he's like that's totally different and she's like yeah because you and him are more similar than mm-hmm. you and me you're she like, like spins it on him mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's fucking awesome yeah and, and like, she's like you've got to do something yeah I, I, I this show comes like dangerously close to having really interesting conversations about jackson terminalized homophobia you know because mm-hmm. I, I, I which i'm here for because like i think we always get like right to the edge of it and then like mm-hmm. kind of don't go into it and i think that we maybe weren't ready in 2001 but like this right. edge that they're the like term. yeah this edge yeah. that they're like creeping up next to is like pretty fucking interesting that like yeah Jen's like yeah you're not you know like this no, guy's yeah, a lot like, like it's not you. different because you only protect your best friend that's not mm. what i'm talking about this is different because that could happen to you like yep. that could have been you if you left early yeah um and this is like you know the part of their community that you're in right. that's super interesting i mean and obviously like they're really good together on screen so sure. Sure. it like feels really compelling so dawson and gretchen are at the hospital mm-hmm. and they're kind of like talking about what it'll be like to have a newborn in the house <laughs> and um and Gretchen's like (laughs) yeah that shit's gonna be wild like you know you have to like totally like consider the other the baby's needs and everything and like cater to those needs Mm -hmm. and and Gretchen's like wait what do you mean like Mm -hmm. I think we consider each other's needs yeah and Dawson's like like, yeah I mean only up in yeah, Gretchen realizes like Dawson's kind of like talking about them, you know. Yeah, they and, kind of have this like meta conversation where they're talking about the baby, but they're really talking about the two of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Dawson's like, yeah, I mean, we consider each other's needs, but like up into a point, right? And he's like, I admit, there's like a part of me that wants me wants to beg you to come with me, and then there's an other part that is smarter and knows sometimes you have to let people go. And this kind of made me sad because, like, he's trying to, like, learn a lesson from Joey. Uh And this is what he's learned is that you just have to, like, let people go Mm -hmm. and and not fight for what you want. And I don't think that's the right lesson to learn because the thing is, Joey didn't want to be with him. And Gretchen does. Right. And that's it's not a comparable situation. And he's acting like, well, I didn't, you know, letting Joey go was what you were supposed to do. So I need to let that's what I need to do is let Gretchen go. And I, I just, I don't think that that is the, is a fair equivalence or the right takeaway. Right. Cause like Gretchen before that Gretchen says, you know, we need to consider each other's needs and Dawson's like, yeah, but like to a point. And then we have to think about ourselves, which I actually think is very astute. Yeah. And Gretchen's like, yeah, but like, you know, at this point in our life, should that be different? Like, of course, mm-hmm. and they're kind of on the same page where it's like, 
yeah, sure. We consider each other for, to a point, but like at a certain point, like we're young and we got to like, just think about ourselves. And like, that's fucking true, man. Like, yeah, totally. When you're that age, it's like, you gotta be, uh, you do kind of have to be totally selfish. And Gretchen, yeah, and that's kind of like the conversation they had earlier where Dawson's like, I mean, I'm going to LA and I don't really want to ask you to go. And Gretchen's like, well, I'm kind of going to, you know, stay in New England and I don't really want to ask you to stay, you know, and those are totally valid, true things, you know, totally. And, and like, Dawson, like, I kind of like this. He's like, I just want to know, like, I want to ask you something. Like, Uh why didn't we have sex on the beach? It kind of seemed like you wanted to. And like, you know, I wanted to like, what happened? And Gretchen's like, it was the timing. Mm -hmm. And Dawson's like, well, so then can I ask you, like, what made you decide to apply for the job? Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, you're leaving too. And I'm just like, hold up, Dawson. How is her being in a job in Boston different than her being in a job in Cape Side when you're in L.A.? Like, it's I kind of not... don't understand what's happening here. Yeah. And, like, Dawson's – I mean, I think it's just that, like, he's not the one that leaves, right? Like, she might be the one that leaves. I think that's the only difference. Mm-hmm. But, mm. you, but, you know, like, Gretchen's like, I'm happy for you that you've gotten this. But, like, I can't mm-hmm. take this next step just to be left. You know, like, I gotta, I gotta move on with my life. And then, of course, Mm. right then, when they kind of are getting into the meat and potatoes of this conversation, Mitch interrupts them. Yeah. It's like, another false alarm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my note, I'm just, like, obsessed with this, but I'm like, there's no way they would not induce labor at this point. I know! Or hold (laughs) her! She's had Paxton so hits for like 48 hours now. I know. And like, look, I do not have a child, nor do I ever plan to have a child. Um, and, but like, I have enough friends who have children that I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> like, <laughs> they would, they would induce labor at this point. Anyway. Totally. So we go or then to hold her, like, come on, yeah, like put her in a hospital bed. Like, come on, it's so wild. Totally. Anyways, we go to Gretchen's house. She's there mm-hmm. and we hear someone come up and it's yeah. Joey. And she's right. like, I'm surprised to find myself here. And but it's like, yeah, because it's like, why aren't you at Jen's house? Like, come on. <laughs> Anyways. Mean, girl, come on. Yeah. Anyway, Gretchen and- brings her in because she's like not a monster and is like, yeah. You know, how are you? And Joey's just like, I just am like turning into this person I don't even recognize. Like, fucking, mm-hmm. I don't know. And and I like, so my thing is like, I feel like in this episode we get absolutely no one's perspective. <laughs> because mm-hmm. like, like what Joey is going through and what Galen is going through and what Toby is going through are all mm-hmm. like these really huge things, right? Like Joey thinks yeah. is a 17 year old that thinks she's pregnant. She can't fucking find her boyfriend. She's just like, holy shit, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Gail is like a 40 blah, 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 whatever year old that's pregnant and is like having Braxton Hicks contractions over and over yeah. again. You know, and like is already in a geriatric pregnancy. So like that's like scary no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then Toby is like been fucking gay bashed, right? Like he has had like homophobic yeah, violence against him. And yeah. it's like, 
okay, those are all huge things. And the perspective we kind of get closest to getting is Dawson's perspective. And mm-hmm. that's where and I'm like, yeah. at maybe Jack's, but like the, the one we get the most is Dawson's. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is where I'm like, why the fuck is a straight white guy writing this episode? I couldn't agree more. <laughs> it's so I feel like wild. you really feel it. Like, uh, you know, I, yeah. it's not that because I'm opposed to Dawson having a perspective. Get... Sorry. No, no, totally. And But I, th- I just think that, like, we don't even get Joey's feelings on this. Like, right. we don't get it. Ever. At all. Right. Ever. You kind of get some it's face like, shit sometimes. Yeah. That it's she's, like, like, a mess. She's late. <laughs> and that's it and she's lashing out at people who are trying to help her like right, her two because, sisters because in this specific scene like, and i we, just like sorry yeah it just feels hard to me because like i just think that like someone who was 18 17 in this position would tell their best friend would talk totally. to someone about this you know it right. is hard because like in this particular scene we finally get to see what a mess she is Cause she's just like, I'm so ill prepared and I like don't really know how I'm this ill prepared for this. And Gretchen's like, Gretchen kind of finally gives her some support. I mean, c- because Joey well, Gretchen's just lets like, her. Because yeah, Joey lets well, her. You know, yeah, Gretchen tells her about the interview, so you know, she knows about that. And then but Gretchen's kinda like, Yeah, that whole like be prepared thing they tell you is a false narrative, girl. Like you can't be prepared to have sex and to like you know you know not get pregnant that's just like a, a narrative they tell us it's unhelpful right because Gretchen's um, like you fell in love and had sex and like that changes your world no matter what yeah. which is like a hundred percent true and then Joey kind of like goes down this rabbit hole she, where she's like can you even imagine Pacey with a baby and Gretchen's like I mean actually yeah he'd be fucking great. yeah I can yeah yeah it's kind of mean that Joey says that do you think? I don't know. I think it's kind of honest that Joey says that. I mean, the thing is, like, what she's saying is, can you imagine Pacey with a baby? And it's like, yes. Like, every time we see him with a kid, he's good with kids. He's really good with kids. Sure. She's not saying, could you imagine Pacey with a father, as a father? Could you imagine him sure. being responsible? She's not saying, like, it's fucked up. Like, of course you can imagine him being, like, with a baby because that's, like, something he actually is good at. Right. But and Gresham kind of points out the problem. She's like, yeah. you know, actually, yeah, he would be great with kids. But the problem is, is that he can't deal with himself. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, exactly. and then Joey admits like she's like, you know, I don't want to make this like shit any more difficult for him. Like, I get that he's going through a hard time. Like, I'm not trying to make it harder. And like mm-hmm. Gretchen's like, I mean, have you told Bessie? Like, she's kind of like, girl, like, who have you told this to? I know. Who are you talking to about this? Like, yeah. you know? And Joey's like, I mean, I pretty much told her right after I dissed her life, you know, yeah. or right before I dissed her life. Um, and Gretchen's like, girl, you have to make admins. Like, you have to. Like, mm-hmm. you need, it takes a fucking village. Being pregnant means you need a fucking support system and you're going to need your family. And then, and, like, this is weird because Joey's like, sounds like you have experience with this. And again, this is this male gaze narrative of, like, you can tell when someone's not a virgin or you can you can <laughs> only know this advice of, like, needing to have people around you when you're pregnant oh. if you've been pregnant before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Joey's like, seems like you know something about yeah, this. And she- then it's like, 
what like Gretchen this they're mutually exclusive I mean they are yeah but it's why like do we constantly sh- have to bring up the sh- the quote shame of Gretchen having a miscarriage I don't know but Gre- but but at this point then Gretchen tells Joey that she had a miscarriage yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, this is why I came back here to deal with everything that you're dealing with now. And like, my thing is like, I I was listening, I was catching up on Dawson's Creeps the other day and like their conversation about it was really interesting about like, you know, basically the Gretchen having a miscarriage thing is like the WB copping out that like, yeah, you know, back then it was like, we can't have a main character who's going to be a romantic interest that like has had a, an abortion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's a hundred percent. And accurate. they still, but they still portray it with the same, like the miscarriage is portrayed with the same quote shame as having an abortion. Well, it's not like exactly to, like, the same because her- she gets to still be a romantic interest. If she had had an abortion, she would just be like, she a has fucking- to, like out herself about this, and like the mm-hmm. only way she can know about what it's like to be like pregnant when you're young is it because she's been it and like you know just like i don't know it, it, it's just it's, it's still bullshit. just as problematic storytelling Absolutely. even though like she didn't like you know yeah have the big a like it's like okay whatever okay. um but joey's yeah. like you know you you're like you've been successful in in like the aftermath of your miscarriage like you have a new boyfriend maybe a new job and then Joey kind of like starts asking, like, you know, is is Dawson gonna go to Boston with you? Like, Joey, mm-hmm. I don't know why Joey asked that. And like, no, he's fucking going to USC. You already know that. I know, yeah. And like, Dretton's like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's going to Southern California, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And Joey says, like, Dawson would lasso the moon for you. You know that, right? And she's like, yeah, but like. Uh, you I know, know if I how can I let someone do, do that? that? Yeah. And then Joey starts standing up for Dawson in a mm. way that we haven't seen her do for Pacey in a long time. She mm. totally dissed him and Pacey in this conversation. Mm-hmm. She hasn't had that many positive things to say about him in I don't know how many episodes. Yeah. And she just speaks Dawson's praise. And it's the thing is, like, I think if her, that's your friend, you should be showering your friends with praises, you know? So, mm-hmm. but the way in which she, like, just totally has been putting Pacey down and, like, seeing him as this really shitty person, like, could you imagine Pacey as a dad? And it's like, as a dad, yes, I can imagine that. <laughs> to be honest, could I imagine him? Like, you guys went for the whole summer and supported yourself. So, like, he is kind of a bootstraps guy who could figure it out. Like, Mm -hmm. do I, could I imagine Dawson figuring it out? No. Like, of all these boys, Pacey's the one who would, like, make ends meet. He would, like, get an apartment. He would make it work, you know? Yeah. So, the way in which Joey's putting him down, much similar to the way she puts Bessie down for her life, is Mm -hmm. more of this, like, this classist like judgment that she has because Joey wants to climb up the socioeconomic ladder. And that's like why, again, it's like hard for me to watch this. Like mm-hmm. she's the lead. See, she's trying to be like, she's going to go from poverty to be rich. Cause she's going to do all the things that rich people do <laughs> go to like a fake rich school and like, you know, put people down that like are happy in their lives, but poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I have a little bit more, I'm a little bit softer towards Joey because I think mm-hmm. she's been through a lot and she goes through a lot and like, it's hard. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. But, but I, I I hear you, you know, because like Joey stand, I mean, does stand up like, for Dawson. The whole like, totally. But it's like oh, all of our characters have been through a lot. Jen's been through a lot. No, Jack's I hear been you. through a lot. Peyton's but I have a lot of softness lot, for you know? the, those three, those people as well. I have a lot of softness yeah. for all of them. The only person I don't have softness is the one who kind of hasn't been through a lot, which is Dawson. Right. You know, totally. And- but I just mean like they're not like their quote being through a lot doesn't manifest in this total yeah. like anger and lashing out at people. Sure. And it's like I understand that, you know, your trauma manifests in different ways, but it's hard to watch when we see the yeah. ways in which it could manifest differently and the way in which if she would pursue actual friendships with other people that have had trauma like her (laughs) she could pursue ways in which to like you know manifest better totally i mean if anyone needs therapy on this show it's joey potter and it's joey yeah let's take a let's take a poll on whether or not she actually ever goes to it um exactly so we go then to the learys where dawson and mitch are like maybe watching andrew dice clay (laughs) like at least they call him out on what a misogynist prick that guy is but like yeah i'm i'm over it and like speaking of misogyny yeah like ignores her mitch ignores her like no i don't believe you yeah yeah, he totally ignores her yeah and she's like she grabs him by the ear like in that like catholic nun kind of way and is like yeah take me to the goddamn hospital and he's like, you know, oh, like that hurt. And she's just like, are you going to talk to me about fucking pain right now? Like, yeah. Which, I mean, fair. Fair. Yeah, I'm totally. Here for all of it. So Jack goes back to Toby's house. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. This time with the fucking sketchiest police officer. Yeah. Okay. This is yeah. real fucked up. I'm sorry. I, like, so I, fucked up. I think Jack means well, but also like don't bring cops to gay people's houses. Like, let's be very <laughs> real about the fact that like cops have hated gay people for a long ass fucking time. And um Yes. You know. And even in this scene, this guy's super aggressive and rude. Like he's mm-hmm. it's scary to watch, to be honest. And Toby's like, I don't want to fucking talk to the police. And right. Toby's like, rightfully is like, you shouldn't come to my house and tell me what to do. You know, and that's true. If you're not comfortable going to the police, that's your right, you know. And then this police officer gets hella sketchy and like very like intense and like it feels aggressive. It's aggressive. He gets very like after school special about it with like statistics. He's like, like, okay, so you're the police officer who's supposed to protect and serve the community. And uh you're talking about how horrific the crime is. This is your problem, bro. Why are you telling it to the person who got beat the fuck up? You're the one who's not fixing this. And how high the percentages of violence against gay people. Yeah. Three times higher for people like you. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. And, and like Jack, I mean, to Jack's credit, he's like, you know, a lot of these people don't have friends who support them. And like, here I am. Mm -hmm. And like, that's when, that's when Toby finally starts like telling his story and he starts telling the whole thing. And it's just like, it's really goddamn hard to listen to. It's hard to watch. Yeah. I feel bad for him. And like, you know, look, I know, I know that like it happens. I know that people get Mm -hmm. beat up and there's violence against people Mm -hmm. who are queer, um, but it really mm-hmm. sucks to listen to it. 
Yeah. And Toby says it. I mean, the way Toby says it, he's like, I fucking smiled at someone who like, I wasn't, I wasn't like hitting on this person. I was just like, I know smiling at this person at a bus stop and like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, I should be able to smile. And it's like, yeah, you should, you should, you know, it's just like, I don't think this police officer is going to help you because they still invest hella money in them. And he already told you the statistics. Yeah. And like, yeah, Toby's crying and Jack's like, you know, being a really good friend. He's like, this Mm -hmm. isn't your fault. You didn't do this. You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jack, I mean, I I do like Jack in this scene and I like where the scene sort of ends up, but it's hard. It's hard to watch Mm -hmm. Jack bring a cop into a, a gay person's home. Yeah, with um, against their will. Yeah, he didn't consent to that. Yeah. Um, and that person's a potential predator. Um, yeah. So we, we so go, we go the over hospital. the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Gail's been in, like, pretty hard labor all night. And, like, Mitch and Dawson kind of chat outside the room for a second. And then Gail's like, Mitch! Yeah, Mitch and... says he's worried about all the whispering, you know, he's because mm-hmm. no one's telling him anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, Yeah. Like, and then we go back to the Potter B and B, where like Joey walks in very seemingly very early in the morning, where Bessie is up mm-hmm. alone drinking coffee, and Joey's like, yeah. "What? Like, I didn't think you'd be up. I thought I would like sneak in kind of before anyone got up." And she's yeah, I like, "Spent the night at Gretchen's, yeah." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "You know, Bessie's like, I get up at dawn because like I then I get a little bit of alone time." Hmm. <laughs> and Bessie's like, did you know one time I climbed into your crib and pushed you out? <laughs> uh-huh. And Joey, I mean, to her credit, Joey's like, did you drop me on my head? Because that would like explain a lot. <laughs> Which I loved. And Bessie, Bessie's like, I hated you. Yeah. And Joey's like, yeah, because you knew you'd always have to take care of me. And, and Bessie's she's like, like, Joey's like, no, she's like, you took my mom away. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 Joey then gives Bessie like a, an an incredible amount of credit. She's like, look, look at what you took on. Like in the mm-hmm. face of this like real shit, you created this warm, loving, safe place and you raised both a baby and a little sister. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like I couldn't have done that. And like, I, I hope that I would have the strength and her courage to create a life that's even like remotely like yours yeah and like this is all i want is like let's admit that bessie has a great life her life matters. it's not you know it's it's maybe not this life that joey's gonna have and that that doesn't mean that it's worse yeah yeah exactly and so bessie stands up and she goes to her purse and she's like, I bought a pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm, I'm here for you, Joey, like whatever you need. And then Alexander says, mama and Joey starts, starts crying, to cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alexander starts crying and Bessie's like another day. Yeah. And this is where I started sobbing. <laughs> like, Cause like these sisters mean the world you know and joey Mm -hmm. also is sobbing and i just like i love that scene i love that Mm. they're i don't have a sister but i love that they're able to come back together and Mm -hmm. like be shitty to each other sometimes and then be like but i love you yeah all that stuff doesn't matter Mm -hmm. i think that's really fascinating yeah yeah so 
Jack goes to Toby and wants to like help him, you know, mm. and and um and Toby's Jack, like, and Toby's what like now, Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> Just gay. Toby's like, gay. I didn't think you cared about this shit, like this act yeah. gay activist shit. And yeah. Jack's like, I'm a Toby activist. <laughs> yeah, cute. I care about you. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he and Toby's like, you know, I can't go, like because jo- Jack's like, come on, we're gonna go to tutoring. And and Toby's like, I can't. And t- Jack's like, whatever, man. We'll tell him you fell off your skateboard or something, and like it's not a big deal. And Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, you know, look, someday I could be walking through a park and I want I might want to hold a guy's hand and I don't want to have to like look around and make sure it's safe. And yeah. That's fucking real. He's like man. I realized we're Yeah, yeah. no, it's totally true. Yeah. yeah. And he's like I just realized we're not that different. Uh-huh. And it's hard because like I don't know like you're saying like you wish that there was like more about this like internalized misogyny or like homophobia rather mm-hmm, mm-hmm. versus like Jack's attraction. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, he doesn't have to be attracted to Toby just because Toby's a gay kid. And that's kind of True. what he was saying. But then they're trying to make it about like, Jack doesn't want to be like, have gay be part of his identity. And uh-huh. like, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't really like, they don't get into it enough to feel like earned or a complete enough storyline. I agree. I agree. Because, like, you know, Jack's just like, you know, if I'd left earlier, it could have been me. And Toby just is like, oh, you're just now realizing this? And there's this yeah. part of me that really actually loves this. Like, yeah, you have to fight these systems. Like, if you yeah. are born gay, that means that you're born into a middle of a fight. And, yes, you did not ask for mm-hmm. that fight, but you're fucking mm-hmm. born into the middle of it. And, like... yeah. You know, like uh, my thing was like, hear me, white women. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just because you're born, like Jack's a a white man. You know, he mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. passes as straight. But just mm-hmm. because you're born into that does not mean you are protected. So, like, mm-hmm. get intersectional as fast as you fucking can, because exactly. you know we're all in the same goddamn fight. Um, and like. They go to leave and Toby goes like, if you were really an activist, you would have carried me down the stairs. And I'm just like, oh, cuties, that's fucking cute. <laughs> I, I'm with you that like, I wish that we could have the storyline without Jack, like without there being a romance plot. But like, also that's mm-hmm. so I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we go to the bathroom in the B&B where. Yeah. Joey takes a pregnancy Joey's- test taking the test she's freaking mm-hmm. out yeah she's all alone she like scene. does it alone yeah and she gets it's in there so sad test. it's which uh, again it's like hard yeah that's it feels so wild mm-hmm. um but yeah it's very quick and we go back to the hospital where mm-hmm. grams and jen come in with balloons and dawson's freaking out because it's taking so long and bessie and joey are there too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and he's Dawson, like He's kind of like, I don't know what's happening and like kind of 
kind of runs away a little bit. Yeah. And Joey like goes after him and they kind of sit Mm -hmm. down with each other in a different kind of lobby area. Yeah. And Dawson's like, you know, a few weeks ago I was here in this same hospital waiting for someone to die. And now I'm here waiting for someone to be born. Welcome to life, Dawson Leary. That's how it (laughs) fucking goes. And he's like, you know, is it me or did life just broaden this year? Which is actually kind of the same conversation they had after Andy OD'd. Yeah. You know? Which is actually the conversation you're having your whole senior year. Yeah. Like, oh my God, we changed so much. Like, you know, and you kind Uh of have because you know you you finally get changed. You do. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And Joey's like, no, like the stakes kind of got raised for everyone. And Dawson finally flat out asks if Joey and Pacey have at, have like discussed Pacey yeah. coming to Boston next year. Like you see how like Dawson like Dawson and Gretchen's relationship of like trying to communicate and have open honest communication has like changed Dawson. Mm-hmm. And he's like I'm your best friend. I've already admitted that a few episodes ago. Like mm-hmm. so like have you talked about this? Like because that's mm-hmm. what I'm struggling with right now in my relationship and like I hope I know you, you lie and you're not very open. (laughs) So have you talked about this? Yeah. And Joey's just like, no. (laughs) She's like, you know, we're not really discussing the future right now. And Dawson's like, you know, you kind of should, like it has this way of becoming the present, which like honest. And then we have this really good advice. Yeah, totally. Totally. And then they have this whole conversation about like, Dawson and Gretchen where like Dawson you know admits she's like on a train to Boston right now and she's probably going to get this job like you know mm-hmm. it's interesting because he walks the line of being like I'm sad that she might leave but also I'm I know that she is definitely qualified and awesome yeah yeah and Joey's like there's no way to bridge this gap and and it's clear she's talking about her and Pacey but like she kind of asked Dawson about him and Gretchen and like this is the thing right it's like Dawson kind of has this moment of being a realist where he's like Mm -hmm. you know no I don't think it's gonna happen yeah and like okay it's like and and Joey then she doesn't ask she tells him she's like you know sex isn't what I thought it was gonna be which I gave it's so me weird like it they ha- I know they're having this really interesting conversation about uh-huh. like the uh-huh. what is going to happen when they go to college yeah. and then out of nowhere uh-huh. Joey makes it about her virginity uh-huh. she's like you know it isn't what I thought it would be like and uh-huh. even Dawson's like what the fuck are you talking about and she's like sex that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. right and it's like yeah. okay Dawson and Gretchen can stay together whether they have sex or not. You can have a long-term relationship whether sex on the table. That literally has nothing to do with their relationship. Absolutely. Like what? I didn't. I didn't get the vibe he was talking about sex personally. I didn't. Either. I don't know why Joey thinks she can read his mind so much that she thinks he was talking about sex. I really don't think that was happening. You know, but it's kind of like this situation where again I we keep saying Joey has no friends she doesn't feel comfortable talking to anyone she hasn't had a conversation with Jen about having sex with Pacey mm-hmm. she doesn't she hasn't really talked to Bessie we know she didn't tell Bessie the only person that knows she's had sex is Pacey mm-hmm. Gretchen and Dawson just mm-hmm. no one to talk to about it and you can see right. her like I want to talk about this I feel like 
you know, it wasn't yeah, what I thought talk it would about be. It. As much as I hate yeah. it when people now talk to me about their sex lives, I was 18 once too. And like, you got to talk about this shit, man. Like, yeah, we, we all Definitely. talked about it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like Joey says, like, you know, sex is like a magnifying glass. If there's a problem, it gets bigger. And if there's closeness, you get closer. Like, you know, and, and there's a part of me that and thinks I that she feels like, both. What is this? This is like some teenager ass shit. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like this is some like WB ass, mm. like sex is going to kill mm. you ass shit. This mm. is stupid. It's fucking stupid. I mean, I agree with you, but also like, I think that Joey feels both. I think that she feels like her and Pacey having sex, like, iterated that there were problems in their relationship which there have been and also but made I, them closer like, i definitely think that's what she feels happened i totally agree with you uh -huh. but that isn't what happened those problems right. would have been there whether they had sex or not yeah they would still be in love whether they had sex or not you know right. like it's a false equivalence she's relating sex just because we were raised to think this in aspects of her relationship where like it doesn't need to be the problems the problems within her relationship are exclusively based on communication right because she says you're probably a lot closer than some people who are having sex and i think she means her and pacey and yeah. like my thing is like i get it you guys aren't in a good place right now like i get that you're you just aren't. flat out lying to each other yes. yeah but like don't say this to dawson like jesus yeah Although... and also like you don't know like you don't know how close they are like she doesn't mm -hmm. really know their really that their relationship that well because and, but... every time Gretchen's like tries to bond with her you know like in this episode she kind of lashes out at her so they're not trying to like build like a connection and like she's not trying to participate in this part of Dawson's life yeah no I get it and at this like weird discussion, she gets they get interrupted by a nurse who's like, Dawson, someone wants to meet you. And, you know, we get this excitement and then we start this replay of Joan Baez's cover of the mm -hmm. And we see then Mitch and Gail with the baby, and everyone kind of comes in to meet yeah. this girl. They had a baby girl. Yeah, um, they're and like, meet I, your sister, and Dawson's like, sister, it's really cute. I lost and, it. I lost it. Yeah. Because um, Gail's like, she wasn't sure if she wanted to join us. It took coaxing, kind of like Joey. And mm -hmm. Gail started calling out her name. This is where I lost it. She says, <laughs> Lillian, Lillian, everyone's waiting to meet you. And she came out. <laughs> it's... It's really sweet. I and mean, Joey and Bessie like exchange glances mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, Lillian. Like, you know, it's super yeah. sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's devastatingly sweet. Um, <laughs> and like, you know, Joey just kind of like puts it, it's funny because Dawson like takes the baby at some point. And then kind of mm -hmm. like turns to Joey. And like there's this weirdo scene where like we like, know. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah Joey's ahead. like caressing the baby. It's just a weird situation, like that Joey's part. I don't know. Like the the scene is a little bit weird. Yeah, it is. Um, but like, you know, because we know that Joey just had this scare, but like, 
mm-hmm. whatever. But we That's, don't know what happened yet with Joey because we don't well, know. We know what she's not pregnant. We got the not pregnant. Do we? Yeah, that's what she saw. Oh, we did see it? Oh, okay, okay. So then we hear the phone ring, and Joey picks it up at the B&B, and it's Pacey, you know, and... Mm -hmm. And she's like, and Pacey's just like, what's up? Gretchen said to call you as soon as I could. Yeah. And like, again, it's hard because like, I feel like I said, I think Joey has been talking shit on Pacey this whole episode or like seeing him in a light that is less than I like you'd want your girlfriend to see you. (laughs) And like he, the first chance he can to call her, he does. Yeah. No, he does. And and he asks what's wrong and she's like, you know, nothing. I like I thought I had a problem, but I didn't. And I think like in a certain way she's trying to spare him too. Like she gets no, that he's I in a bad definitely place. Definitely agree. Yeah, like she's taking Gretchen's advice and being like, mm. I wanna be there for him, you know? And he's like, Well, no, tell me, what was it? And she's like, It was nothing. You don't need to worry about it. Yeah, just focus on yourself. <laughs> And she asks him where she is, and I don't know if we said this, but Gretchen had already told her that she went, that, like, he went camping with yeah, Doug. Yeah, we did say. Okay. Yeah, we said And that, she, yeah. he says he's fishing with Doug, so, like... He's like, I told you, I'm fishing with Doug. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> she's, like, devastated. Like, her face, you just see her face fall. And, like, Pacey's like, you know, we should get out here sometime. Like, you know... And they have Beautiful. this moment. I, yeah. They just have this moment. He's like, like, it's so sad. He's like, I miss you. Yeah. And you can tell like he misses their the old her, like the old relationship that they had, you know? Yeah. And but she's she says, like, I miss you too, I, Pace. Yeah. I miss you too. And she misses like that oldness they had too. And it's yeah. like, you can just feel the distance between them. And it's sad because she thinks it's because of sex. And it yeah. isn't. It's because she lies to him so easily. And honestly, it's because she never made a true decision about where her heart lied. I'm going to push back on that a little bit because I think it's also that he never, he never gave in completely to the notion that she chose him and not Dawson. Mm -hmm. I think it's both of them. I think both of them are, I mean, I th- I agree with you. I think it's fucked that Joey has lied to him this whole time. But I also think that Casey like and always prioritizes Dawson's feelings over his absolutely over Pacey's absolutely. But I also think that Pacey has like done that in his own way, you know, and and kind of said to himself like she loves Dawson, she's with Dawson, and I just like this is a glitch, and mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. But I do think that that's what Pacey feels. Yeah, I mean, I like, yeah, I I mean, I definitely acknowledge what you're saying, you know, but it's it, of course, you're going to feel like she didn't choose you if like a part of her is always prioritizing the other guy, you know, and the other person. And like, you know, it's just hard because the first like we talked about the first four episodes and like the fights that they have in the first four episodes are actually such productive Mm -hmm. fights, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, actually yeah. fights that like produce something and like make their communication interesting and then mm-hmm. it just like plateaus and i think this is really mm-hmm. like I, I i mean i i think it's the fault of the writing where yeah without you, a doubt you have these two actors that have such an intense chemistry and you can never let go mm-hmm. of the fact that this person who 
Katie Holmes and James Vanderbeek are perfectly fine as friends, but they do not have the Mm -hmm. same chemistry as Katie Holmes and Joshua Jackson. I mean, they just fucking don't. They don't. And instead of letting that go, instead of letting, instead of completely letting it go. Mm -hmm. And I think if you had completely let it go, if you like say Pacey and Joey break up and you try to drive them back together at some point, Pacey and I mean, sorry, Joey and Dawson back together at some point. Like mm-hmm. that works a little better if you've completely let that idea go. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they like insist on trying to keep it alive throughout season four, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I think that is the misstep. Yeah. It's so boring to watch. It's hard to watch it. I just honestly feel like it's a slap into the face of the audience saying that they're like dumb and that they like, you know, they only Mm -hmm. want this triangle. Uh That's, uh that's not the truth. You know, that's not the case. Like it's like, what better storytelling would there be to have like this loving relationship that has its faults, that has these fights that learns to grow and everything, you know, the way in which they like kind of are giving Dawson this, this relationship, but then they still like, we don't even get it with Dawson. It's like, then it still has to have Joey in his relationship, but it's fucked up for him. It's fucked up for both of them. And for what? Like, for what? Like, (laughs) and I think that there's like this, this th- I mean, I agree with you entirely. And I think that there's this thing, too, of, like, the fact that, like, it seems like you never gave Pacey and Joey, like, the chance to just, like, be them for, mm-hmm. like, a- an extended period of time. Like, my thing is, like, you can make their relationship crumble. I think that there's a myriad of ways that a relationship that happens at the, uh, in a senior year of high school where one person is going to college and the other person probably isn't. And at this point we know yeah. definitely isn't He's like, not, yeah. like there are ways, to, you know, like there's a lot of like really natural ways to like break those two people up. If that's what you're like trying yeah. to do. Right. And, I totally agree with you. I mean, like, it's you don't need this Dawson shit, like, thrown yeah. into it, right? Like, he has nothing to do with it. And and I think that, like, I, I agree with you that I think that it's a misstep. And I think that, like, a lot of the writing places that blame on Joey because of how they write her and because of how they deal with her. And my thing is, like... I think that Joey doesn't deserve all that blame, right? Like Joey, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Do do I think that Joey misbehaves and like acts like an asshole sometimes? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She absolutely does. But also mm-hmm. like you know, she's a fucking confused chick who's like 17 like in this episode the whole time she thinks she's fucking pregnant, which is like absolutely mm-hmm. terrifying. She cannot mm-hmm. find her boyfriend who like is the person who probably should be helping her with this. And yeah, and yeah. then she realizes the and reason she can't her. find her boyfriend is cuz he's in a fucking emotional freefall. You know, and it's yeah. like, yeah, that's some shit. That is some shit to go through. But, like, you don't let them go through that. And that's, I think that's the problem, is you don't actually let them go through that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad that, like, even in terms of the storytelling, we don't see Pacey this weekend. You know, like what happens after he got arrested? Uh Like, uh he was already on a downward spiral last episode, Mm -hmm. like, where he's, like, hitting rock bottom by, like, 
hanging out with Drew, someone he despises, and mm-hmm. we like only see him for one scene. I mean, like, I don't know if he was filming a movie, obviously. I don't know why he wasn't in this episode, but it's like that is a compelling story that we could have seen as well. Also, um, of what's I'm going just going to say him. it best Pacey look. This like I know camping look. He's all grizzled. I mean, He's like, does he have a beard? I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, Paisley. Totally. So. Yeah. So we go to Dawson's where Gresham is sitting on the hood of her car waiting for the, him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I thought you had a train to catch. And Gretchen's like, the thing about trains is there's always a later one. I mean, I just want to remind you yet again that she is sitting on the hood of a car. I know. Um, it's and so Cape Cod and Boston are like an hour and a half, two hours away from each other. Just an <laughs> FYI. Anyway, they make out for a second and Dawson's like, what are we doing? And Gretchen's like, we're living in denial, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it feels good. Yeah, she's like, we're going in two different directions. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, we should just break up. And she's like, yeah, we definitely should break up, you know. And they're just, like, bantering. And, like, it it is kind of cute, you know. Like, Mm -hmm. they're trying their best to be honest. But, like, they know that, like, potentially the end is near for their relationship. Absolutely. And and the thing Mm -hmm. is, is that, like, Gretchen's, like, you know... They kiss, they kiss a little bit, and like I actually think that Gretchen makes Dawson more of an adult, which I'm really here for, because like, there's this part of me that's like, I'm glad that what what has happened in the past year. Think about this, right? Gretchen has picked Mm -hmm. herself up from like this really horrible experience where she got pregnant, then she had a miscarriage, and she was like, I gotta fucking figure my life out. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And like Dawson helped her to like dust herself off and pick herself back up. And maybe that's what this relationship is, is the two of them dusting themselves off and picking themselves back up. And I think that this is where I, this is where I find the show problematic, even if I don't find actually what I'm seeing problematic, which is that like, that Mm -hmm. is totally fine. You're allowed to have that relationship. yeah, and Gretchen keeps telling him it's it's a timing thing. And that's mm. like a perfectly valid reason to break up with someone you love. And that totally. will happen to you at some Absolutely. point in your life, potentially. Oof, like, yeah. it's just a timing thing, you know? Yeah. And that's totally valid. It doesn't have to be these, like, that's what I mean. Like, these juxtaposition of, like, Gretchen and Dawson just having, like, kind of a just, like, normal run-of-the-mill relationship versus Pacey and Joey who are like madly in love and it's mm-hmm. like this Romeo and Juliet story this where they're like star-crossed yeah. lovers mm-hmm. and like that they're like the world to everyone and they I need him mm-hmm. you know and like that's a really like unhealthy way to have a relationship in a certain way you know or to a certain extent and to it's see these like too. actual like yeah 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 totally and then to see Dawson in this like different, like really interesting, awesome. He's growing as a person. He's becoming a better person and like, you know, falling in love and having these like healthy, honest conversations. You like to see it. And the way in which they're addressing like the fact that things are going to be changing in a few months just feels like so much more adult and more mature. Mm. Um, and you even see how that's making Dawson a better friend to Joey. Totally. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we fade to black after that makeout, little makeout. And then um, 
that's the end of the episode. And um, next week's a fucking doozy. So yeah, <laughs> that's a wild one. So who are you rooting for? L- Lily Pot, Lily Leary, <laughs> Lily Leary. I'm uh-huh, rooting for her. Uh-huh, she's uh-huh. she's got to get rooting for her to get a good start in life. I'm rooting for Jen uh-huh. and Grams. Who yeah, mm-hmm. are great. I, I mean, I'm rooting for Toby and Jack as friends and as like, mm-hmm. I mean, Toby. <laughs> You know, this is what I mean is like Toby like was the victim of homophobic violence, like and you gave him mm-hmm. a couple of scenes, like come the fuck on, man. Yeah, I know, it's so and, wild. And at the same time, like, you know, our main character thinks she's pregnant and we don't stick with her and her point of view and her perspective. I know. Come the fuck on, man. Like there there's a lot of things I that I think are wrong with this episode. Um, totally. and those are all some of them. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm rooting for everyone in a certain way, yeah, you know, like I'm like, oh, good. I hope you're getting what you need, but also like, yeah, I think, I think there are some things that Joey does that are fucked up. I think that there are some things that our Bessie does that are fucked up. I think that there are some things Dawson does that are fucked up. And I think that there are some things that like Gail does that are fucked up. Like, you know, it's like mm-hmm. everyone has their fucking moments in this episode, but Definitely. at the same time, I'm like, you know, you're all in this like huge transitional period, and so I give you a lot of slack. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's such a hard time in your it's hard your life. Yeah, it's really fucking yeah. hard, and it's scary, and it feels so scary. very. It's so anxiety inducing because you don't actually know what's coming. Uh, yeah, you know, I, like I all you've heard is it's going to be amazing, it's going to change your life, and all this stuff. Like you've yeah. heard like these, like you know stories that it's going to be the best thing ever and you're like okay like I'm excited for that but like I have to like leave all my friends I have to leave my life I like Mm -hmm. you know Dawson that must be so hard he's like I'm gonna leave my sister I'm like actually not gonna know her that'll be so right it's really sad you know what does it actually mean yeah yeah and it's hard to see Pacey like lie too because that's actually not part of his character but we see like how much he's all in this season um yeah it's hard to see that uh yeah and it's hard to see joey struggle and to like still not be in a position to like have people help her she doesn't even have to ask for help people are like volunteering it Mm -hmm. and she's still like won't accept it and that's just like that makes me really sad for her and it it, like i and it's hard to watch you know i agree so yeah so for our list in our corner this is from angela it's a long one but it's right. good <laughs> I'm here i'm here for it um with my adult eyes i really don't like how dawson's creek framed virginity especially with joey it was like her virginity was a badge of honor and dawson owned it all the hemming and hawing in season four about whether to have sex with pacey was so annoying i do understand how big a decision that was especially in the 90s and 2000s but It was a very big deal as a woman to, quote, give up your virginity to someone. But looking back on how this show and others treat virginity, it makes me so upset. It's such a disservice to women in our autonomy. Even in A Winter's Tale, half of the episode centered around Joey debating with herself and unconsciously asking Dawson if she could give her autonomy virginity back to him. So if she could get it back from him so she could give it to Pacey. I did appreciate the scene where she decided to have sex with Pacey that they didn't mention Dawson. I was further pissed off when Joey lied to Dawson in the next episode when he asked if 
her and Pacey had sex. Like, what the fuck? Um, I'm glad Gretchen called her out. Even though I was young and bright into the whole virginity purity crap, I knew it was a double standard. So guys can have all the sex they want and are socially rewarded, but girls who do the same are sluts and ruined for all future mates. Virginity for guys has some sort of disease Mm -hmm. that they need to be ridded of as soon as possible and by any means necessary. I wondered who... I wonder who all of these sex martyrs for the guys, <laughs> I guess the so-called quote sluts and hoes and bitches. When I rewatch shows from the nineties and two thousand, the concept, the concept is so prevalent. I noticed how women's virginity was either put on a pedestal or dangled out to men, like some surprise mm. at the same time, I held the same beliefs. So I didn't find it problematic. Now I want to scream. when I see these ideals <laughs> perpetuated in modern culture, when the rapper T.I. said that he accompanies his daughter to her, her gynecological mm. appointments every year to ask the doctor if she's still a virgin, I was appalled and mm. saddened for this young woman whose worthiness was commodified by her own father for the whole world to see. I'm still learning about the role of patriarchy in the society and my views are continuing continually evolving now anytime virginity is mentioned in the social conversation i state virginity isn't real it's a social contract like race or social construct like race and we all need to work on dismantling it mm-hmm. regarding the episode late regarding the late episode in season four i do like this episode and think they do a lot of good things with the storyline i think katie holmes acting is great in this one her mm-hmm. face looks of pure angu- anguish. Mm-hmm. In the present day, I kind of relate more to Gail being a 40-ish woman planning to get pregnant. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Although, I- <laughs> same. <laughs> Although I think it may have been a braver choice if the writers had let Joey become pregnant and made the decision on whether to keep the storylines regarding abortion as it related to Gail, teen pregnancy as it related to Gretchen, Gretchen, and the adoption as it related to Eve. But since those were all secondary characters, I don't think it had the same impact as having a main character become pregnant and making a subsequent life decision. I know the writers were trying to slow burn the demise of Joey and Pacey's relationship during the lead up to graduation and going off to college, but Mm -hmm. showing Joey and Pacey having to make unexpected mature life decisions would have been more interesting to me. For example, as it related to Joey fulfilling her life, her Ivy league dreams or staying in Cape side or Pacey realizing his worth and becoming more responsible, Mm -hmm. maybe fleshing out Joey and Bessie's relationship and how Bessie came to the decision to stay in Cape side and raise a family. They could have Mm -hmm. explored how pregnancy, especially when you're a teen and broke can create more relationship stressors and use that as a vehicle to make Pacey and Joey's relationship crash and burn instead of the oops. Um, Spoiler. I could have revisited social class and how people in lower economic, they could have revisited social class and how people in lower economic classes are ashamed for getting pregnant and not being able to quote properly take care of their children. Mm -hmm. Like, like rich people don't thoroughly mess up their kids too. LOL. I'm not a writer, so I don't know how I would flesh this out, but I wish they didn't take the easy way out i know that they could have done that storyline at the time because it that would have 
cha- I know they couldn't have done that storyline at the time because that would change the quote virtuous Joey Potter from a girl mm-hmm. who waited for love to lose her virginity to a pregnant teenager who's contemplating being a teen mom abortion or adoption mm-hmm. at the same time and even in this day as a a person in that situation is looked down upon by parts of society. Personally, I remember abstaining from sex as teen, not only because I was told it was wrong before marriage, but I didn't go to hell that I'd go to hell, Mm. (laughs) but also because I didn't want to become a statistic as some black unmarried teen mom who was bound to have no future and be poor forever Mm. through the lens of American society. Seeing how Joey is also from a social from a lower socioeconomic class and an unhe- had an unhealthy relationship with sex, watching her unpack some of that would have been interesting. Um, I also don't like the scene in the hospital when Joey's talking about sex with Dawson. Mm-hmm. It's annoying because she's screaming herself out of enjoying sex with her boyfriend mm-hmm. just because she had a pregnancy care scare that shouldn't invalidate the reasons she chose to have sex in the first place i understand having regrets especially because as risk adverse as joey is it was like she was trying to let dawson know that even though she quote lost her virginity to pacey he still deserves some kind of explanation regarding her sexual relationship like she's suddenly telling him it wasn't a good decision please (laughs) um Joey could have had a conversation with Dawson about sex, intimacy, and responsibility without the shamingness. Also, it wasn't like Gretchen was a stranger to sex and responsibility since she got pregnant and had a miscarriage. It's like the writers wanted Joey to regret losing her virginity and not saving it for Dawson. And then she lied by omission, and then she couldn't even tell Pacey that she thought she might be pregnant. What do you think of the episode late, and why do you, and how do you think they handled the storyline? I mean, Angela, girl, I think you fucking nailed it. (laughs) I mean, I I think that that's so fascinating. I think that, first of all, Joey's class as a portion of this, which we didn't really even get into in the episode, but I think that that is fascinating. And, like, uh, there is a part of me that wishes that Dawson's Creek would be more explicit about that stuff because I absolutely think that you're right. I... I went to a high school that was mostly upper middle class kids. Um, I, I, as I've said before, was an upper middle class kid. I have no doubt in my mind that if I had gotten pregnant in high school, I would have absolutely been taken to an abortion clinic. Um, Hmm. No matter where that was, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I grew up in California, so it would have been in this state. Mm-hmm. But if I had been in a state that was like repressive about it, I would have been flown somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think, you know, of course, that's what we that's what we're always fighting for when we're fighting for abortion rights is that like, you know, so poor people can have fucking access mm-hmm. to it. Um, mm-hmm. Because because girls like me high when I was in high school a girl like me would have even if it was if, even if it was illegal in America I would have been flown to a different country um and mm-hmm. and so I think that that at class absolutely is part of it and I think that 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 it's fascinating to think about how class is part of it mm-hmm. that said I agree with you I think that I would have liked to have seen them deal with it together and I would have liked to have seen them deal with like the stigma that comes with sort of poor people getting pregnant in high school. Mm-hmm. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I recently read this book called White Feminism by Koa Beck, um, and she kind of lays out this hypothesis that like white women talk about um, motherhood as a choice. Mm. And like, I know that's how I was raised. Sure. And so as a result, they don't, white women don't advocate to helping mothers because it's like a choice that you make. So that's mm. part of the reason why we don't have services for mothers, even white mothers. Like, let's be frank, childcare helps everyone, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. paternal leave, maternal leave helps everyone, Yep. you know, flexible work helps everyone. Mm-hmm. So, but because white women have framed it as a choice and been like, well, you know, like, of course I would just have an abortion if I was 18 or like, like that, like, and like that access would be available to me. There, there is not like the same fight for it for equity or for everyone. And so it is an interesting story. On the other hand, like it's hard because like, do I think that that would have been a compelling story to see like Joey get pregnant and like face that decision? And like, you know, maybe like, maybe on the, like, to be honest though, I would love to just see the story of kids in high school being in love and having sex and there not being any problems because we're already taught to be so scared of it, to be so fearful of it. And like the first times you're having sex, you're like, that's it. I'm pregnant. I knew it. You know? <laughs> like no matter I'm what dying you do, of AIDS. You know? I'm dying of AIDS you're like, now. I got yeah. AIDS. I'm pregnant and I've got chlamydia and gonorrhea. I know it. I and know that's it. it. You know, because you're so fucking scared. You're so yeah. scared. Yeah. And like, it's hard because like, you know, I want to normal everyone's experience and I want everyone to have be and able those to see are their experiences experience. that people have yeah you know I want every experience to be able to be seen on screen uh-huh, and I want uh-huh. representation in every way but on the other hand like I want the experience of just like I don't know like just the bliss of young love and like the like the the complicatedness of learning how to communicate with your partner and like yeah. learning how to like grow yourself and in a relationship and like also through the prism of senior year when your whole life is changing, everything you know is changing. Mm -hmm. So it's hard because on the one hand, I'm like, I don't know if I would have liked that storyline, but is that because as a white woman, I'm like, well, you know, like, like that, uh, like motherhood is a choice. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so is that just like the way I'm like, well, that doesn't sound interesting to me because I see it completely different, you know? So it is hard. And I don't know, it's hard because like, even though like I know people make the choice to be mothers young, it mm. that's such a difficult choice to make, you know, especially since, like I said, white women with all of our power, we don't advocate for any amount of help for mothers, all mothers. And so when, with the lack of help, it's hard to see such young parents and then like, mm-hmm. ugh. I don't know. <laughs> I feel complicated in the way in which like, I don't know if I want the media to portray that or not, but I don't know if that's really my place to say because people do make that choice. Sure. I mean, you know, I don't, by this point we, we had Gilmore girls um, at this mm-hmm. point in, in Dawson's Creek land. Um, we had Gilmore girls too, which actually did portray that, cho- you know, a, a teen. Yeah. 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 Um, someone who was a teen mother. Um, and so, so I agree with you. Portray a teen mother. It portrayed someone who was a teen was mother. Was a teen mother. It wasn't yes. the actual struggle of being a teen mother. Absolutely. I mean, but I yes. Yeah. But I yeah yeah yeah. But but I think that like, I agree, and I think it's hard, and I think that it's like 
I agree with you. I mean, I agree with you on multiple fronts, right? I agree with you that like, what I really want is to like, see Joey be like, Hey, I am madly in love with my boyfriend, Pacey Witter, who is very, very good at having sex with me. And, (laughs) (laughs) and hello, that is a great experience. And like, my thing is like, I wish we got that. I really wish we got that because I think that like, I think that as a teen girl in the nineties and you know, I mean, I had a different relationship to the the concept of virginity and my own virginity than, than Angela is saying that she did. But like, you know, I, I think that like, there's a part of me that's like, I think I would have benefited so much from like a storyline about a girl, like being like, Hey, this is something that is pleasurable and fun for me. And I like mm-hmm. am enjoying it immensely. Yeah. Cause it took me until I was in my twenties for that to be like a thing that was like, Oh, that's what it's supposed to be about. <laughs> like, it was like, <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. That's what I mean. It's like such a slap in the face to the audience that we constantly have to go back to this storyline of Dawson in uh, the context of like this triangle. Agreed. Because what if we got like this relationship where we like saw how like they communicated about what they wanted sexually or yeah. we saw about like the and tribulations of like trying to f- make that space to talk about sex, you know, and to like or join to in that journey. Sex. What if she... What if Pacey had been at that clinic with her? Like, what if we had seen all of those representations so that we could be as young teens watching this, as people watching this show and, you know, relationship? Oh, that's what Pacey Witter would do. So that's what I want my boyfriend to do. And like demand higher things because of the representation and media about it, especially like the high, the star show for teens at the time. Right. You know, that's why to me, I'm like, I would have loved to see that. I would have loved to see the strong Joey be nice to Jen. You know, I would have loved to see these better representations that like, you know, we keep saying weren't through the male gaze with male writers and male EPs. Yeah, totally. And I think like, and and I mean, again, I I know I've said this a few times throughout the episode, but like, I think that's, that feels to me like what the problem with the episode is, is that like, I'm seeing it through the Mm -hmm. male gaze. Whereas like, I'm Mm -hmm. kind of like, as a woman, I'm looking at Joey's storyline, I'm looking at Gail's storyline, I'm looking at Toby's storyline, and I'm looking at them all being like, these are like big, major stories. Mm -hmm. So why Mm -hmm. am I having to see these like two scenes of Toby? Three, you know, three yeah. or four scenes of Joey. And like, my thing is like, I, I agree with you, Angela. I know Aaron and I have disagreed a little bit in this episode, but I think that Katie Holmes actually kind of, you know, she looks absolutely miserable through this whole episode. She looks, she looks like she is suffering. And, and I think that mm-hmm. that's honest about mm-hmm. being a 17 year old that thinks that you're pregnant. I think that that is suffering. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, at the same time, I wish that what we got, my friend, my friend, Tanya, uh, my best friend from high school, Tanya, she, she like, I remember her used, she used to complain about this all the time where it's like, God, every time a woman like has sex, it's like, there's always a goddamn pregnancy scare. (laughs) It's like, yeah, not. And that's what I mean. I remember this episode in 2001 being like, of course. Yep. Right. That's what there's always going to happen. Like, oh, my gosh. A fucking course. And that's the thing. Mm -hmm. And like and someone was talking to me on Twitter. I think it was Tamara. Tamara. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Like camera. Tamara. Um, She 
said that um like she like that she was like basically like I wish they had done Joey's virginity differently because hmm. you know it would be so much nicer and I was like yeah absolutely and like there was this thing about like you know she had to kind of be punished for losing her mm-hmm. virginity that there was this punishment mm-hmm. and I know we've talked about that and I know we had a whole episode about Joey's virginity but it's true and it's it's one of those things that like as a teen in the 90s like Oh no, Tamara and I were sorry, Tamara and I were talking about 90210 and mm. about, you know, that Brenda that 90210 Brenda, did yeah. this great did this great episode where Brenda and Dylan have sex for the first time. It's Brenda's first time, not Dylan's. And mm. they cut it's like kind of great, right? They're at prom, they decide they want to have sex, they have sex with each other, they like ch- are checking in with each other, they have a very nice time, they're like so happy. It's so great. And like, then the like, some right wing, probably based in Colorado Springs, Colorado, because that's where all those fucking places <laughs> came from. Some like right wing media, you know, watchdog, like melted the fuck down about it. And the mm-hmm. next season in season two, and if you'll, if you're not old, if you're not geriatric millennials, like we yeah. are, <laughs> you might not remember, but like, 90210 used to come on in the summer for like a couple of months and then would like pause and then would be like back in the in the fall um and so the summer they like have this summer episode of course like the i forget it's the premiere or the next episode but like brenda thinks she's pregnant because like basically this Mm -hmm. conservative group had melted down so much that the show 90210 like felt this pressure to like make Brenda suffer a consequence for the fact that she had a loving sexual encounter with her boyfriend. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's when they broke up. Yeah. And it's and kind of hard because I'll like, never listen to REMs losing ha- their religion. I know. Seriously. The same way. Totally. Sorry. Continue. And it's like the, you know, Brenda quote, did it the right way. Joey did the right way. She had a loving, she was in love. She did all the things society tells her to do. And she still has to be punished for it. She still has to have a pregnancy scare. And it's like, well, what the fuck do these, you know, religious groups want? Like, I know what they want, but like, what the fuck do you want? What kind of messaging are you going to have? I mean, it's like, I'm not going to get too deep, but like, if you want to get dark about shit, like you should see what's happening with Josh Duggar right now. It's fucked up. We can't repress people's sexuality. Like it's fucked yeah. up. Um, Look to the so, Catholic like, church about the repression of sexuality <laughs> and what it does to people. Yeah. Yeah. It's super dark. So it it's sad because even if they do, like, you know, like we're this society tells us like, once you're in love, then you have sex. It's like when, even when we see sh- characters like do the right thing quote unquote then they still get the women still get punished for it and it's it's really sad and hard to watch and you know I don't know I don't the the YA I watch now it's a little bit different um yeah but uh so you don't see it as much but uh I bet you you still do on maybe like Freeform or Mm -hmm. maybe some other CW shows that I don't watch maybe report back you know if you're watching some teen shows that that still yeah definitely perpetuating the shit yeah yeah fucked okay. anyway thanks angela yeah that's um i, yeah, I agree you. with you i think that was a very astute and and uh um in-depth observation and i think you're right yeah definitely 
Okay, so let's make this quick because my battery's dying and I'm in my van. So <laughs> um, this is our workforce found from Raquel. Mm. I hope that's right, Raquel. Um, I grew up in a super abusive environment and was the only child of a single mother and was not taught how to make friends or why it was important. My mother went out of her way to sacrifice off anyone I did manage to make a connection with. Long story short, I'm a deeply friendly person who is horribly lonely. I earned a full academic scholarship that saved me from my powerlessness of my childhood, but I was still socially clueless and drawn to abusers for a year to come. In late 2019, after lots of growth and therapy, I finally had the courage to walk away from every abuser in my life, including almost all of my family and most of my quote friends, and truly believe for the first time ever life would be better was possible for me than the pandemic hit. But I do want to acknowledge, <laughs> yeah, which I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> that sounds that's amazing that you're working on it, but what mm-hmm. a time to be alive. Yeah, what a time. But yeah, yeah it's kind of like how Joey's goal is to get a scholarship Mm. and like, that's not going to solve a lot of her problems. Yeah. I mean, is it Raquel? I think, I believe so. I think, you know, what I'm hoping for you is that like once this stuff lifts and, and we get to be together again, then you get to start kind of start your new life that this was a brief pause Mm -hmm. and, and you get to start Mm -hmm. your new life because you fucking earned it and you deserve it. And and you see that's, that's takes, I mean, I can't even imagine the amount of courage that takes. So like, just good on you. And like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, applause to you from us. Like that's, that's more than I ever had to do. And I, and I, you know, I can't imagine having to do it, but I agree. I think it's really interesting to sort of compare it to Joey that like, there is this way in which, um, I know that college offers an out, but it's not, it's not the end all be all. It's not the only Mm -hmm. out. It's not. And that, that Mm -hmm. out doesn't end with college. Yeah. You know, there are other things to deal with and there's trauma to deal with. And there's, you know, I think we all are kind of on this fucking journey to just like heal and to, to get through Mm -hmm. it and to like try to be the best people we can be. And like, that's a journey. And hopefully you're surrounded by people that let you be a mess and let you be not mm-hmm. sorry, Raquel, not saying that you're a mess, but like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Aaron they give and you I, that space if you need it, if you would need to be a mess be a mess. But like, mm-hmm. you know, Aaron and I have been friends since we were, I was 17 and she was 18. So like, we've seen each other through some messy ass periods of life. And mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I think that like, there's beauty in the fact that like, and there's, there's tenderness in the fact that like, we've seen each other through the mess. Yeah. I think that that's really important and that's interesting and that's, you know, you get to be messy and you also get to get past the messiness. Yes. I I think that that's absolutely that's that's a beauty. That's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And we're rooting for you. We're here for you. Always, always. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So what a time to be alive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as we kind of get to get back out there, I mean, just like keep doing your thing and keep, you know, you're awesome and, and you'll get there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you everyone for being here and making space with us and Mm -hmm. listening to us ramble on. (laughs) What a time to be alive. I hope you're protecting yourself, staying safe, mentally you know, mm-hmm. I guess things in the U.S. are opening up, which is fucked up because, like, Weird. 
Let's help India breathe. Mm. <laughs> Let's help all of South Asia as mm. it's expanding um, everywhere. Uh, you know, we stand with Colombia. We stand with Palestine. Mm -hmm. We're watching a lot of stuff happen because, you know, it's becoming unsustainable <laughs> mm -hmm. in the current systems. Um, you know, defund the police, Black Lives Matter. These all mm -hmm. are intersections of the same fight. Uh Stop, Stop Asian it. hate. Jeez. Gosh, mm -hmm. you know, we just had to, in this episode, watch a horrific hate crime against a gay man. Like, mm -hmm. can we stop? Um, can we just accept trans people as people? Because they are. <laughs> so we're here. We're trying. Thank you for being here with us. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us, Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.hensley for fan content. <laughs> we have merch <laughs> bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. And you can order our book, I Remember Everything Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, available wherever you get your books. Let's um, shout out to Belcanto Books in Long Beach, uh, California, which is a great Asian-owned, um, Asian-American-owned bookstore, um, and uh, they're doing great things over there. So shout out to them! Um, please like us, subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcast. Thank you for those of you who have. Um, we really appreciate it. You can find mm -hmm. me on social media at Pesty Ten Seventy Nine. Um, and, uh, mostly I scream about politics, so feel free to follow me or not. It's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, this is now an Aaron and Julia podcast. Uh, so thank you guys for being here with us and, um, we will catch you next week. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over.